Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This one's for you tonight. Okay, let's get started. That was just good, clean, efficient, <laughs> easy. Got right through it. We did what we needed to do. Right? <laughs> it's giving um, bare minimum. Ugh, okay. I, I was thinking. Um, no. <laughs> no, it's giving. Sorry. Not. No, Effortless. No, no. Yes. That's what I meant. Sorry. The opposite of what I said. It's giving so good that it was just easy. Yeah. yeah effortless. Yeah. That's what I meant. Um, and, and someday I do think we'll probably add a little more to the intro instead of just saying our names. But I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, we'll think about it. We'll think. I mean, we've got <laughs> maybe this. in the new year. Yes, that would be a good twenty twenty four. I mean, it's a good start. Yeah. Sing song names of your co host is good, and then I think if we added, "This is Turtle Time." Yeah, we used to say that. We used to go, and this, this is, is Turtle, Turtle time. time. But it was so hard. Yeah, it was like to get muster that energy. Oh my god! But I, I, maybe we can like pre record it and just like hit a button and it'll come up. That would be nice. A pre-recorded thing. <laughs> we um, need a soundboard in 2024. Until we get that, do you want to just do the sounds that we would have done? Womp womp. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Bom, 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 bom. Um, what are other noises that people use a soundboard for? Clapping. Yeah. Well, sometimes when we do the, our remote records, we get funky with the sounds. Oh, I love those. It'll the be Riverside. like... <sighs> yeah. But they don't work very well. No. I like... Uh, not to shout out, I've shouted him out before, Danny Pellegrino. He always goes, he uses, little girl. Wow. And I love fun. it. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> and does he say it anytime he's talking about Whitney? He does it for, for like anything. Okay. Well, if we did get that iPad that we were talking about off mic, that might be something where, right? You could press stuff. We could be like, who said that? Oh, I like that. <laughs> but for now, we can just do those. Who said that? Name them. Name them. Name them. Name them. 
Name him. Name him. Name him. Name him. Kyle was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. She was like, are you insane? And then there was even one where she took 10 seconds and she goes, name him. You thought it was over, but it wasn't. It was awesome. Beverly Hills, I I was like, okay, I don't know about this episode. It's okay. It's a little hodgepodge, Vegas trip, slice of life. But at the end, you're like, I just, I, you know, I, I thought it was giving a little bit of, Who's the Sunset Boulevard? Uh, Norma lady? Desmond. I think he was giving a little bit of. <laughs> That's kooky. what Kyle was thinking. She was like, "I don't think you're okay right now." Her her Erica impression was oh was bad. She and, was ready for her close up. Right, and then and then Kyle goes, "Who are you, Dorit?" Because I guess Dorit is like sort of the impression person, right? Right. But really, Kyle is the impression it's person. True. Remember her Teddy walk? One, when one of. <laughs> Kyle's finest moments in the Beverly Hills history is when she did line them up. She did all five yeah. impressions back to back and killed it. Can't forget she's an actress first. Yeah. What the hell was um, Sutton's impression? It was insane. And she goes, let me finish this. I'm halfway through. <laughs> she really thought she did something there. And Kyle goes, Kyle goes, okay, well, whenever you're done, I have something to say. It was, it was, that wild. was bonkers. It, honestly, it, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but this is, I think it's what we want to talk about. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, it kind of, it had the hallmarks of almost a goodbye Kyle where I was waiting for it. It, it had like Kyle shows up. She wants to talk about one thing. She knows she has to have a scene about a big moment that happened. Yeah. And that could have gone either way. Yeah. I mean, with Lisa and Ken, it ended the worst way it could ever do it, but this could have ended really bad too. And it's yeah. sort of a to be continued, right? It was. It yeah. ended with her going, name them. <laughs> It's name like him. I hear it ringing in the halls. Name them. Name them. I saw. I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw clips, but she was on Watch what ha- Sutton was on Watch What Happens after she was. Yeah, and Andy asked her about her um, whatever it's called alimony or whatever, right. and how it was implied that she gets three hundred thousand a month, and um, she was like, "Well, that's uh, pre-tax or post or oh pre, yeah." So so 3, no 000. after. Oh, like implying she gets more. Oh, or, so she wanted to brag even more. Yeah. Well, three thousand a month. Three hundred thousand. You said three hundred thousand. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say it's 3, like 000. unimaginable. I was gonna say three thousand. I was like, that would pay for my rent and <laughs> no, three hundred thousand a month. That is why I. Keep and she was like, and y'all don't even know my assets. Like she was like, if you want divorce advice, come to me. So she was so oh oh so she was probably talking about how Robin got dog shit. In her uh, thing, and uh, Ashley got dog shit. Yeah. In her, right? I mean, 300,000, that's just like nuts. That's why I keep asking, begging almost, Sutton, please, Amy and I, <laughs> we would love some of that money. Yeah, just like a monthly uh, debit. How about five grand each a month? That's 10,000. That's less than, I don't know math at all, but less than, it's a small fraction of what she's yeah, getting. Yeah, like, what if we just like offered to like walk her dogs? I would walk her dogs. I, I would be the best, well, you and me, the best dog walker. <laughs> she's hang out ever with her had. cat. Yeah, and my like my experience with dogs now. You know, you know what I'm going through with George Michael. Yeah. I mean, he's like late in he's life. An old man, 18 years old. He requires a lot of care. Mm-hmm. I would give about almost 75 percent of that dedication to one of. We saw Sutton's dog. Yeah, there, she has a bunch. She yeah. had like a definitely a lab, and then maybe like a husky, and then there might have been one more, and then a cat. Do you, so I'll just say my opinion before I ask you, but I like this uh, Avi guy who we've never seen before in our life. And it seems like he's now Sutton's partner in crime and he's in every single scene. He's kind of like 
giving Butler. It's like old school Bravo. There used to always be like funny yeah. help. But he came out of nowhere, right? <laughs> yeah, You've totally. never seen him before. I don't think so. They like, yeah, that Jennifer Tilly scene where they were really milking it yeah. and she's trying to make it a thing like she gives him a lot of shit on camera you yeah know? i mean i i like the rapport even no matter how performative it is but do you like avi yeah it's fun i like the one where he got scared of sutton he started like scurrying away because he knew she was gonna yell <laughs> her, at him about the because closet of her pants yeah that she ended up not needing to wear i was a huge sutton defender and you know i've loved sutton i think she's the bet one of the best cast members and casting decisions they've ever made but she's sort of you know making me ha- she's testing my loyalty uh-huh right yeah i mean she's always been kook a kook yeah i wish that kyle could come up could have come up with one or two more examples i know she goes lake tahoe the, <laughs> um the ugly leather pants thing that's one of the most <laughs> iconic things she's ever said and that wasn't unnecessary that freak out that was well earned what was it about again crystal was saying that that I, I think it was something about Crystal or Crystal saying that Sutton uh, abused her or what, what was the word <laughs> violated right. her when she saw her naked when she was went to go give right. her a sweater and there's also something where the girls went in on a birthday gift for Crystal and Sutton wasn't like invited to yes. participate and yes. so then she like freaked the fuck out yes um, Crystal just made it her want to. Uh, take Sutton down that was her agenda for two seasons I'm surprised they were able to get past it because that took a lot of forgiveness on Sutton's end because Crystal accused Sutton of saying like dark evil (laughs) things in the hot tub you remember like a lot of like suspicious stuff yeah so I'm surprised that oh man the lighting in here (gasps) moody we got a little (laughs) got a little dark in here um uh, but yeah, Crystal was back to not speaking nonverbal on this episode. She yeah, she was giving nonverbal. <laughs> um, her scene with Erica, she got her own scene, just a one on one to like prod Erica and talk about it, and it just doesn't doesn't culminate in anything. Right. Uh, I could talk about this all day, but we're just actually talking about the whole episode now. So you're right. Should we do our yeah bits at the top? I, I think it was just so hot and hot off the presses. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> that would be a button. Hot, hot, hot. Um, it was hot off the presses that I wanted to talk about with you, but yeah, we'll we'll let's talk about it in its proper time. Little girl. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so we had a little bit of news, but I will say there's a <laughs> there's a dearth of news post BravoCon, and mm-hmm. I feel like there's been a dearth of us post BravoCon too, where we're trying to like our spirit. Yeah, but now I feel officially we're turning a new leaf. BravoCon is officially in the rear view. Last yeah. last week we were just post. Like we were still in the throes of it. Totally. So this is like now it's over. It's officially over. I want to say first off uh, just a little plug, a quick plug, which is that Amy and I talked about our full BravoCon experience, a 2-hour uh, recap of everything we did and then to double down on it to make sure there was no lies detected in anything <laughs> we said we put a vlog a full 45 minute vlog up on our patreon that corroborates almost every <laughs> single thing we said yeah video footage that uh i'm afraid to watch because as i said on the patreon episode i was unencumbered by alcohol yeah but even you unencumbered <laughs> i typically would you know be extremely judgmental of anyone but you were not you did not do stray very far from your persona it's true i keep it in check i'm a yeah. good drinker you're you're one of the best drinkers and i really got to see you shine in vegas but i just want to say if if you're saying why the hell do i listen to turtle time but i never got the full BravoCon experience from just these little odds and ends that they keep saying that 
is there available on Patreon, but unfortunately, we need $5. <laughs> it's true. Right? But you'll get so much more. It'll unlock. I think we've done like 30 uh, Patreon episodes. We're, we're recapping Vanderpump Rules yeah. from the start. So for $5, even if you only did it for one month, you could listen to third, over 30 hours of content for $5. Here's, here's the strategy. If you love $5 so much and you hate to part with it, just watch all of our BravoCon shit in one month. Listen to 30 hours, right, of yeah. Vanderpump Rules. and then, Even more, because usually we go like an hour and a half, and then so it's probably the, like double. Then get the hell out of there. Yeah. Five bucks well spent. You know who hates the $5 bill? Oh, um, um, Thomas Ravenel's dad, right? <laughs> we should do a meme, something about how Patreon's $5 and how it's Lincoln on the bill and... Something and like how much that. we hate Lincoln, or Thomas Ravenel's dad did. Yeah, people say that they like cut that out of the broadcast because you can't have anybody who's ever hated Lincoln before on Bravo. But I've seen it a hundred yeah. times, so I don't think it's officially cut out. Right. There's some other things that are worse. I ended up on um, like problematic uh, Southern history, Southern charm TikTok, uh-huh. and it's wild. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it all. I like I noted all of those moments yeah. when I watched them, but. Um, it is a the underbelly of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for it, better or worse. <laughs> for better. <laughs> no, it, it's, I think a lot of people actually that we know in our, in our real lives and we talk to don't want to delve into Southern Charm because of some of the horrors sure. and skeleton, proverbial skeletons <laughs> in the closet of, um, uh, you know. The American South. Of the American South. I will say though, well, uh, it's not, it's, it's not, that is not, you know, integral to the current plot. Right. You know, it's, it's it more, originally was, it originally was more about Southern culture, Southern gentlemen. Yeah. I mean, the whole premise of the show was, will these 50 year old Southern gentlemen <laughs> and these three young boys find love? Yeah. Right. That was like the premise. It was like, it was like Thomas Ravenel, JD. Oh God. Yeah. Right. And then, um, and then it was Shep mm-hmm. finding a suitor for Shep and yeah. then Craig. Relationship. Just, yeah. Relationship. But anyway, it's, it's still, I think it's still notable to see that sort of culture that is so different from anything I've ever known in my life. Yeah. And the stuff they talk about, it's just like, I've never seen anything like that before. Culturally, it's interesting. Totally. You know? And they, they do delve into their horrible past. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, in, I mean, because you can watch it with uh, knowing the horrors of our country's past, and that doesn't make it untrue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's just reality. Yeah, get some reality in your life. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and they they um, are a vibrant cast, and we're going to talk about Southern Charm because I think we've already said Southern Charm is just, like, the best it's ever popping been right off. now. I mean, popping off. Yeah. They are just so fun. Yeah. I love spending time with them. Um, so before, I guess, we go into Southern Charm, did you want to talk about some of that? What was that little Vanderpump Rules <laughs> news that we were going to oh, yeah. talk about? What? Okay, so Kristen Doty, what was she on? I can never keep her track own, of... Her it was own her podcast. own. Okay. So Sex love, sex in Love with My Boyfriend. It's Kristen Doty and her new boyfriend. Has that always been what her podcast was? Yeah, well... I can't yes. keep track of these people's podcasts. It's called Sex and Love, and I think it started pre, pre Scandaval, uh-huh. but post Kristen's cancellation. You know, like uh-huh. when, when she started to resurge. Is that a word? 
when she started to come back <laughs> resurface. And resurface into society. But then with Scandaval, obviously the microscope was now on that, anything that any other cast member said. So it got a lot of like clout. But originally the premise was not to talk about Vanderpump rules. It was to yeah. talk about, it was like more like, listen to my thoughts on love. Uh-huh. You know, sort of like her book that she wrote, which was uh-huh. like, he's driving you crazy or whatever. Oh, he's right. making you crazy. So then, though, now, I think post-Scandival, she realizes that all of her numbers probably <laughs> triple or, or, or ten yeah. times better when she talks about Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. So now that's basically the focus. And yeah. she's doing sort of a rival recap series to our recap <laughs> series. Oh, is she really going, like, beat by beat? She does, like, two episodes at a time, and oh. they're, like, 45 minutes long total. Oh, wow. So she really, I'd say she doesn't do a deep dive but it's more her high level thoughts but it is interesting because she gives her perspective on things as a principal witness to right. all these things and the yeah. thing that she un she unearthed uh last week was that the infamous scene yeah. where tom schwartz dumps a full <laughs> drink on his girlfriend's head right. you know in the streets of which that we was, watched pretty recently yeah mexico that was in mexico that scene, Kristen said just the scene where he physically actually dumps it over her head had to be reshot because that one 30 seconds or 10 seconds was missed by the DP. So they had to go back to the, the bar or outside of the bar, wear the same clothes, and just recreate that scene. But everything before and after is the actual thing that happened. Do you believe this? Well, some people who are more <laughs> scrutinizing than me and less trustworthy than me have looked at the footage and said that it looks like the exact same, uh, all of the background is the exact same consistently throughout the entire scene. So mm-hmm. like there's the same white car in the background. Did you see this too? It's like, Yeah. But then, I mean, one could say that maybe they did their due diligence to match it, like figured out a way to... Yeah, like they ran out. Yeah, or the car didn't move. I right. mean, I so first of all, my thoughts are, I have to believe that this is the truth because why would Kristen just go out on a limb and rat out production right. about something that's so huge right. and and re- remove a lot of the mystery of filming? I feel like this had to have happened, but I think now we have to wonder how much of the scene was actually reshot. Right. You know, I like, mean, but it's also like, I mean, that is a borderline a reality reckoning behavior to make. A man Damn. re-dump a drink on his girlfriend again. Damn, don't tell And make Bethany. her endure that. That's what people said. That's I didn't like even really up. think about that. Like, why would she even agree to do that? You know? Like, I would just be like, no, you missed it. Fuck you. Kristen says, because Katie loved production so much and felt so bad for the person, the DP who missed it, <laughs> that they did it like they took one for the team and had that happen again. So, so if I'm being if I'm being charitable, when you watch the scene, I do think that Tom Schwartz's and Katie's fight is so organic and real that I don't think they could have ever acted that out. Yeah, I just have to think that whatever the background was in the actual dumping part, it just did match. You know, because even like in my memory, that moment is already even if they reshot it it's very quick and you don't get a good look at what's happening no i i I did the i did a full zapruder on it and (laughs) it's if you there's just one over the shoulder shot where tom schwartz dumps the beer on her head and then immediately goes to the aftermath which could have been from the previous day Uh so it really could have been just that one shot 
one second shot of him actually dumping it could have been refilmed. Yeah. It's just people are like now looking into it because um, how well can you really match something, you know, right. on the second day? And does this mean that there are more moments? Will we find out even more moments, you know, like this have been reshot? Because if that was refilmed, imagine yeah. what the hell they could refilm. Yeah. Uh, someone needs to ask Katie. Yes. But I feel like uh, Katie is, you know, no one wants to dispel the myths of Bravo. Yeah. Like, you know, so like Katie is too involved. Like she's not going to call out production for like reshooting things. I feel like Kristen at this she's point. She's out of the she's inner one, circle. one foot in, one foot out. And she also doesn't necessarily know what makes Bravo look bad, you know? So she thinks that this is like a comfortable thing to say, even though um, it just makes me think like when else, you know, have they done this? Because yeah. you, you remember um, in season nine, like when Ariana had that sit down with Lisa and um, they cut back and forth and it was clearly two different times because her hair was different. Oh. Do you remember that? <laughs> like Ariana's hair was like touching her shoulders in uh -huh. one scene where, where she was talking to Lisa about her depression. Uh -huh. And then every other scene, it was like wedged in with a different one and her haircut was oh, different. Wow. So they fully just tried to match. Sure. Which, you know, I, I guess I don't like that kind of stuff. Because I don't, you know, I like to think this is as, like, real as possible. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess there are probably just more instances of this where it's... Yeah. I wish we had heard this before that Vanderpump producers panel at BravoCon. That would have been a we, fun question to ask them. Oh, yeah. We heard certain scenes have been reshot. And what, you know, what instances do you have to do that? And do you ever, like, fake shit? Right. I mean, I don't know. It is funny, though, to me... Kristen is giving Bethany vibes in that I feel like she does want to talk shit about the network or like the struggle of the show, but like she is still going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. You mean like, so this is a way to comment on Bravo, but also still be embraced by Bravo in a way. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's funny to me when like people that have, I mean, I know she had to leave. She did not leave by choice, but, uh, I feel like she acts like she would have no interest in returning and maybe we'll do that other show or whatever, but like at the same time has, is definitely going to profit off of her experience and keep talking about it. I just yeah. think it's funny when people like exiled people still make it their business. Yeah. And she, <laughs> but, and yeah, but they definitely, you know, they gave the olive branch back to her for her to, you know, still have the Bravo experience. Like she went to Bravo con sure. and she has a show. But when are they going to, Talk about that show. I don't know. That show, I can't even imagine one minute of what it's going to be like. Because I feel like there's a whole cast that filmed that we don't even know. It's like mm -hmm. Jax and Brittany's real friends in their life and like Kristen's friends. Like there's going to be more new. It's going to be like Winter House where new cast members I think are going to be tried in this new environment. To yeah. see how they interact with Jax and Brittany and Kristen. But I just can't imagine what that show is going to be like. I know. Did you see that karaoke night, the footage from their karaoke night at Jax's Studio City on Monday? I saw a little bit of it. What did you it think? It looked fun. Oh, yeah. You should You <laughs> should go. I went once. You did? To karaoke? No, not oh. to karaoke. Just to Jax's <laughs> Studio City. Uh, Jax and Brittany were recording the people singing, and Brittany had her flash on the whole time. That's sweet. It didn't <laughs> look like overly packed. No. Yeah. I, I considered it, but on a Monday... I know. Still I, tired. I considered it too, but it's just, it was too much. Sherman Oaks, I mean, I it's love far. it, but it's just, yeah, it's far Quite for us. far. Was there any other? <laughs> <laughs> um, What else was going on? <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had more, there was more, oh, 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 one thing, one last Vanderpump Rules thing. 
you sent me something that I thought was provocative and um, got my wheels turning. Okay. It was comments by Bravo where people highlight when Bravo celebrities comment on something, you know, yeah. on Instagram or whatever. And you sent it to me and it was like someone was saying to an E! News article that like, they predict that the audience immediately for Vanderpump Rules season 11 is going to turn on Ariana and like brace Sandoval within yeah. like a few episodes. Yeah. And then Ariana commented and said, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if that's the audience reaction, right? It was yeah. something like that. Yeah. And I just think like, I think uh, there's going to be some huge <laughs> revelation in the first few episodes that are is going to divide the fan base mm -hmm. right because i mean the fact that ariana is like predicting this will happen I yeah mean, first of all I, it it makes me think that she doesn't have the best impression of the viewers of <laughs> vanderpump rules uh -huh. to think that they're all gonna like abandon her yeah immediately once they hear some you know revelation from tom sandoval but also like what what will there be what, what could tom sandoval say at this point that would like rally people back right I mean, I hope she's not just being, uh, you know, depressing and being like, yeah, they probably will side with the man. You know, it might just be that. You think? Yeah. Like, so <laughs> people will just be so, like, happy to see Tom Sandoval back doing anything, like doing that, like, whatever the hell he was doing. What was, was he, like, showering in the in the pick up the pieces promo? And he, there's, like, some guy in his chest and he's, like, bre breathing. I feel like they're going to do, yeah, some sort of, like, sound bath or something where, like, they suck a demon out of him. Yeah. It, like, it, it kind of, there's kind of, it's like, there is, like, a demon that comes out of him. He's, yeah. like, doing that, like, retreat thing and he goes, oh, and, like, a demon comes out of his mouth. But will, people, will that be enough? People will be like, well, they got the. But then there's also, like, a clip in the trailer where she accuses him of trying to kill her dog so i'm like how will people forgive him if that's true yeah i don't know i think i, I my theory my deep dark theory <laughs> is that like lala and sheena but more lala <laughs> is like going to give tom sandoval the benefit of the doubt in a way that's going to leave ariana in the lurch I, I don't know i don't know how close lala and ariana are now mm -hmm. but i do think like Whoever gives Sandoval the olive branch is going to be like the audience surrogate and whatever rationale they use is going to get 40% of the audience or some arbitrary mm -hmm. number to like use that as a bridge to also get back to Sandoval, whatever yeah. their rationale is. Yeah. I'm very curious. I'm very curious. I don't know. I'm just like, I hope that the vibe I got at BravoCon, I know that Ariana is distracted right now by Dancing with the Stars and she had like one foot out the door the whole weekend because yeah. she had to rehearse the whole time and she has like a book coming out and all this stuff. But I got the vibe. I mean, did you see that video of someone kept the camera on her while they played the clip? trailer for the first time and she's like making crazy faces no. the whole time she's like rolling her eyes like making like barf faces like she's just like Ugh, like hates it like hates everything about it hates the whole everything about the teaser yeah and uh she hates when tom sandoval was looking longingly <laughs> covered in water looking <laughs> off in the distance and groaning she didn't like it treasure sun in the eyes treasure in the distance <laughs> <laughs> she did. um but yeah so i'm a little afraid that she 
resents the show at this point and wishes not to participate and that she's like yeah like fuck you guys if you hate me I don't even want to do this shit anyways like and then maybe won't do it again I think she's always had a complicated relationship with the show and the fans of the show and has always thought that the show was slightly beneath her Mm -hmm. and not the reality television that she enjoys so and then she got embraced by this entire fandom so it's like (laughs) oh wait no, like they love me now. Like now I should embrace the show, but maybe still the inner workings of the show and everything it illuminates is like too much for her. Yeah. I, I want to see that clip of her barfing and rolling her <laughs> eyes. I'll show you. Because that teaser was. <clears throat> yeah, it just felt like, I mean, I think some of it was that like she just hates seeing like Tom and yeah. like him being represented in any way. But um, I don't know. I think there was, I don't remember the trailer exactly, but I think there's maybe something about Lisa saying like, he's become a pariah or something like like she's like says something he's become a pariah <laughs> she says something like about yeah. you know sort of opening the door to be like we've gone too far Lisa, Lisa, <laughs> Lisa opened the door was ready to forgive him the first hour that she heard about Scandaval but I think Ariana was like <laughs> yeah like so I'm just afraid that she's literally over it she has a lot of other stuff going on but at the same time I'm like this is your bread and butter even though I know you're trying to open a bread and butter store, store. But I, without, this is the machine. This is the machine. Like, I don't think, you know, I'm like, make that cash. I think she should do every single offer she can. Like, get those millions. Like, obviously. Yes. But I don't know, like, what, like, um... What am I looking for? Like how long of a runway yeah, that has right. beyond the show being done. Yeah. And also there's going to be natural resentment from some of the other cast members about how Ariana was treated throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. We'll probably get to see that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I was thinking like this kind of brings to mind, this is sort of a Patreon thought because we're watching season three of Vanderpump Rules mm-hmm. and you know how Stassi was so clearly validated and not ever wanting to do a scene with like Jax and Kristen again and not being around them. And she yeah. sort of wanted the friend group to like rally around her, mm-hmm. but everybody just stayed put in the Vanderpump rules, normal universe. Yes. And Saucy was just left on an Island. And so she, she was clinging to her morals and it was so black and white. She was like, I will never see Jax again. But yeah. then the show just moved past her and left her. Yeah. Ariana might end up being in a similar position where mm-hmm. it's like, this is not a morally black and white show Mm -hmm. so you having the stand and keeping it forever i totally understand all of her rationale why she should never have to talk to tom sandoval again she's so that person like you have done the most egregious things in the world to me if we weren't on a show i would never see your face again but it might leave her on a little bit of a moral island when lala and sheena sheena's like we got a show to do honey like i'm gonna be in the mix yeah like i I don't i'm gonna earn my check also sandoval scenes are gonna hit like like crazy whenever i'm sitting down with sandoval that's gonna be the most watched scene in the world so sheena knows the nuances of this show and no one can just adhere to their morals for too long and not film with someone because the group is going to leave you behind yeah so i'm excited to watch uh like sandoval in his current form and just being able to watch it because ever since the reunion everything he's ever said i've heard under the yes. muffles of booze and like tomatoes yes you know me too i'm excited <laughs> yeah I, i'm i'm excited to see like the hell that he's in <laughs> while he was filming this because it's been interesting to watch schwartz in the hell yeah that he was in on post- winter house on winter house yeah. yeah so when um did they start filming the new season 
They finished in September, but when did they start? Like July or June? I guess that's when it usually is. Yeah, it already, like it already feels like I, like I remember every minute when they started to film, but now it already feels like so in the yeah rear view. Uh, so that'll be. I hope it doesn't feel like old. Yeah, I'll. I'll. I'm interested to see if like because you know I loved Tom Sandoval before he cheated, and I thought like <laughs> him and Ariana had the best relationship in the world, and I thought he was the most fun, but. Now, I don't know if there will ever be a way where I could ever view him the same. Like I just, like you said, the muffle of booze or whatever. <laughs> I just have half of half of everything I think about him now is that like this guy lied to me for so long about everything. Like I don't know if he could ever rebound to be the person sure. I thought he was. I mean, the thing is, is like he is a corny yes. human being who we gave benefit of the doubt to because we thought he was a good guy. Yeah. So like we were kind of like, I know he's a cheese ball. He like break dances at every chance he gets. Right. Like he dresses how he dresses and like does his hair in like a braid or whatever. But you're like, but he's Sandoval, like yeah. whatever. And now you're like, oh God, like he's bad in every way. <laughs> yeah. No, but no. as you know, I I will be able to enjoy some version. No, me too. Like that's what I'm here for. I don't. Yeah. People need to take a damn chill pill. Right. And you said it best right after Scandaball. It's like, we have been through this with all of these cast members. They've done the most egregious shit in the world. Maybe not to this degree, but we've forgiven a lot. Yeah. I mean, the fa- you know, James's victory lap right now is like, <laughs> who would have ever imagined post season five that we'd be like lifting James Number up as, one this, guy as this hero of Vanderpump rules. It's like, what the hell? This guy's done the craziest shit in the world. Totally. And I'm sure we don't even know the half of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm very interested. But I will say, I mean, we've said it before, but I think I literally am more excited for the fall of rad house on summer house than Vanderpump rules because we have something like exactly to look forward to. Yes. And, and I like that all of summer house is sort of leading up to an uh, event that we know. And then Vanderpump is sort of the post aftermath of something that we already witnessed. Like summer, summer house has a, like a trajectory up towards a climactic event. Right. And it's like knowing, I mean, I'm, if uh, Lindsay has no haters, I am dead. Uh, <laughs> yes. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the... If, if yeah. Lindsay has a hundred haters, I am among them. If she has one... It is then me. It is me. If she has none, then I am beneath the ground dead, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, also, I mean, I, I don't know if we've ever said this on mic, but the Lindsay fervor that there was I mean, maybe we already did talk about this the Lindsay fervor of like anti-carl i can't believe he did this Lindsay must be must have been blindsided team Lindsay. it feels like that is almost fully gone and now everyone accepts it what the hell did Lindsay do well now i can't fucking wait because it's all going to be on camera yeah. and it's going to be extremely clear that there were red flags planted along the beach yeah. all the way since their engagement don't go against carl like come on yeah carl only did like two bad things in his life but like you're allowed to break off your engagement of if you think it's wrong of like it i know honorable of him everyone's really running with the idea that like he like called the crew and like did it on camera like some he like said, conniving monster yeah, he said absolutely not and he goes I, I don't have the power to pick up cameras i thought we were going to have one certain fight on camera that i wanted them to get and it devolved into yeah. a breakup yeah i think it's we're going to all be vindicated. I think it's going to be very clear that they shouldn't be getting married. 
And like, if you realize you don't want to marry someone who gives, like, she keeps being like, the week before it was still on, like two weeks before I was fitting my dress. I'm like, yeah, because you hadn't broken up yet. Like, if you need to call off your wedding the day before the wedding, you should yeah. fucking do it. Yeah, you, totally. And she's, <laughs> you no, know, yeah, right. It's like, when would have been the best time? He got to a point where he didn't want to do this anymore and he had to do it. And what's he going to do? Go through with everything and be like, we're divorcing right after? Yeah, like get an annulment. She wants she wants blindside to happen. And that's going to be the true question. Yeah. Was this a blindside? I know. And like, apparently what she was saying at BravoCon was like, or she said this in the, art, the article, the Us Weekly thing, that like she's living alone in their $13,000 a month apartment. And basically like he has to still pay as like um, yeah. revenge or like as like because of everything he put her through and all the expenses of the wedding and everything. Yeah. And like a lot of people are like, yes, queen. And I'm like, that's just like fucking weird. Like yeah. what? Yeah. Like he's not rich. Right. It sucks for Carl. <laughs> he's going to get rich though again non-alcoholic uh, brand i love that he's back with Liverboy. me too it's like, he's just like sorry the Lindsay era she made me uh quit my job because she said i wasn't respected and he like took her <laughs> advice he's like no i'm going back to Liverboy. and they're gonna make a role for me that is more appropriate and i'm gonna kill it and then he can like tour the country promoting non-alcoholic yeah. like i love that carl i was just gonna say carl's only done two things wrong the one time he wanted to fight Luke when he that was uh, ran out of the house and he tried to beat up Luke. And he, that's the, the time when he stopped drinking after that because he never wanted to be like that again. Mm-hmm. And he cried after that. Uh-huh. And then the one time he screamed at that one time cast member, Jules, uh, Jules to get her He's out of the house. He's apologized for that since. That, that was terrible. They treated her like absolute garbage. She goes, what did he say? He's like, get the fuck out of the house. He was awful to her. She was like the most like inoffensive person she was just like hey <laughs> she's like, i'm just here i want to be a part of summer house she was like get the fuck out that was terrible and then she wanted to kiss him after <laughs> he treated her so bad um yeah i'll never understand exactly what she did and what luke did like he, why luke irks people so badly i don't understand remember when amanda was like i hate him yeah i didn't like the reaction to luke he just seemed like someone who he couldn't read a cue to save his goddamn life yeah signals and yeah. cues and he, you know, but whatever. Yeah, I don't I don't find Luke to be that, you know, as offensive as everyone found him. We will get to this, but were you surprised that Amanda was so obsessed with Corey on this week's episode? I was. I don't like and it, that. And it oh, I I w- I wanted to talk to you about this. I go, do I have to like Corey more because of how much Amanda likes him? Is she there was like secret- since the day I met you, I've been obsessed with you. Since the day you met him, when he showed up to Winter House in season two, standing on the table in a loincloth, breaking glasses, <laughs> you loved him? He's awful. He doesn't seem like that would be Amanda's type, no. vibe. He was nice in person, right? When oh, you met he him? was so nice to us. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was one of the nicest people in the world. But, but he's we... like the embodiment of like his style is the, the Ken in the fur coat. Totally. Like he yeah. is that yeah. Yeah, I think version we, of a man. Yeah, I think we talked about that. Like he's he, like karate. He, totally. <laughs> he yeah, he is a like a certain type of guy personified. In this in this ep- episode he was like um he was like you know I like fast cars. The faster the better. And I was like, "Okay, yeah. You seem like a guy who would say I like fast cars." It's yeah. just like, you know. Yeah, it's um, kind of just like all of the uh the classic uh fast, talking points. Fast cars. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, poster in <laughs> yeah. his dorm room. He's like, I like steak. <laughs> steak and potatoes. And I'll maybe try a little bit of salad, but I don't like it. Rod's like 
comes in. He's like, fuck salad. Fuck salad. Rod's <laughs> one inter. Well, no, he's interesting, but I can't believe this salad crusade he's on. It's weird. It's almost like a phobia. <laughs> it is. It's, it's giving full-blown salad phobia. It's like the Maury episodes when they would be like, I'm scared of pickles. And they would run out with a tray of pickles. And they'd be like, no! I would love, we should have, if we would have known this salad phobia, I would have tried to see if on camera at BravoCon, we could have convinced him to eat a salad, a rhythm and riff salad. God, I wouldn't want that. Um, I like that we're peppering in all of our thoughts about, (laughs) news has to end, right? We just, we clearly want to talk about the show. news must end. There was no news. That wasn't news that we talked about. It's true. It's not. Uh, So let's, let's wrap up news, 40 minutes of news. That was almost too long for what we did. Yeah. Um, And then get into what? Southern Charm, right? Do you have to piss your brains out first or do you want to... I can make it through. Me too. Let's, <laughs> let's, um, yeah, let's give the, you know, the high level 30 minute or less treatment of Southern Charm because okay. I think that's what it's owed. You Strange know? Bedfellows. Strange Bedfellows, which if This you, was a good episode. This was a great episode. The Strange Bedfellows, I'll just say it. It was Shep and uh, Taylor. Yeah. Didn't you feel like Strange Bedfellows is something Shep would say? Yes. Everyone, everyone, Shep's language is so strong and the phrases he say he says are so unique that everyone eventually ends up saying a Shepism at some point. I think even Olivia quotes, I forget what she said, but she says some phrase and she's like, to quote Shep. Oh, yeah. Like Shep's, Shep's language permeates all of them. Because totally. he's just such a, he's got a way with words. He does. He's apparently, he's like, he reads books. <laughs> he does those things where you, word of the day. Yeah. Things. I mean, you got to give it to him. You, in this instance, you must. <laughs> okay, so we are back at uh, Taylor's family home. They do like a breakfast prayer. Um, yes. And then it's revealed Olivia's coming. Um, Olivia calls her mom on the way. Um, and then we check in back at Shep's place. And we see Austin's getting ready. And they do a quick pan over to his like dop kit. Uh, his you know cosmetics bag yeah and he has a polaroid of him and olivia in bed was it in bed i think so they were like snuggled she's kissing on the they're like laughing what has compelled him to keep this photo of him and olivia in his dop kit it was like a movie like i was like it's crazy that you like have this picture in the first place secondly that you like brought it with you and third that Put it somewhere where it can be seen. It was very much displayed. Yes. Um, do you think he, Austin, in his own way, is trying to highlight that Olivia meant more to him than she possibly did at the time? Yeah. It definitely felt like um, he was planting evidence. Yeah. Because um, there's no way that was random. He's over. Yeah, he he's overly performative. When he also checked in on Olivia right the minute Rod left, I was like, he didn't need to do that. He didn't say anything. You just yeah. want to highlight the fact that you and Olivia are in the same room and you know that the audience wants to see you two interact. Yeah. Um, to bring um, a Sex and the City reference in, oh, as good. I always will do you when it hits to. my mind. Um, in an er- early seasons when Carrie is with Big, he like won't give her a key. He won't give her like a drawer. Like he's like, be on your way. Like she spends the night all the time, but like can't leave her shit there. Mm-hmm. And she's getting pissed off about it. But then at one point, she opens. I think it is his bathroom drawer, which is also weird. He has a photo of them, like, like a cute it's clearly an onset photo but like of them like together and she's like 
in her monologue or whatever is like, and I saw that I was already there or something like that. Oh. And I was like, was he watching Sex in the City? Because <laughs> it was like in the, I was like, why did he have a photo of Carrie in his bathroom drawer? Yeah. Um, so she takes that <laughs> as validation that big, Mr. Big Cares. secretly loves her, yeah. even though he won't let her have any of her shit at his place, right? Yeah. He's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> Do the walk of shame. Bye. And she always has to. Yeah. I think at one point she starts leaving stuff there and then he comes over to her place and he's like, I brought your stuff. You left. <laughs> wow. That's fun. Of the trio of suitors. Uh, I know Mr. Big was canceled for a brief time, so, but you well, just think of him deceased. as a, and he's deceased in the, in Canon canonically <laughs> dead, but of Mr. Big Aiden and then, um carrie loves uh, steve too right miranda's husband yeah (laughs) of those of all of her suitors who did you ship the most if mr big was allowed to be alive again it's hard because uh she's had like five major boyfriends or so like she also dated like um jack burgers ron livingston and then mikhail brishnikov who's the russian um and I like certain things about all of them, but they're all bad. Yeah. Okay. Also, like even Aiden is like the easy choice because he was the nicest yeah. and like wanted commitment the most. Yeah. But he treated her like shit in certain ways too. Like he wanted her to change who she was. So that's, that's Aiden for you. It's hard. I have an aversion to that Aiden <laughs> guy because that actor. John Corbett. John Corbett. Uh I'm going to speak ill of him. He said when the Sex in the City reboot happened, he said, I'm going to be in season one. So look out for me. I can't wait to be a part of it. And the producer had to say he's not in season one. I don't know why the hell he, he was said being that. a little stinker. He was being a stinker, basically making the fan reaction happen so that he would be included. Isn't that wild? I've it never seen weird. an actor do that before. Yeah. That's horrible of him. John Corbett, for shame on you. Actors can't say they're a part of a production and then just get cast he's chilling he like lives on a ranch with Bo Derek he wasn't chilling when he said I'm gonna be in season one of and just like that well his plot line on season two was very bleak so it was it was just like so of those suitors though did you like before (laughs) his untimely passing on the peloton did you like (laughs) Mr. Big the most I mean Mr. Big's great he's just like Carrie always describes him like he's New York City you know like he's like a man he like wears a, he was a suit man. oh yeah he's rich rich i mean he's a fucking asshole he yeah. like puts her through the damn ringer for a decade and the reason they wanted him to die before <laughs> his cancellation was just so that carrie could be on a single journey again they didn't want they didn't want love and they didn't yeah. want them to get divorced so he had to die it was the only way to deal with her let her be single again yeah even though then it was just a sad slog. But anyways, I will be watching the next season. Good. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Sorry. So Taylor and Olivia have um, a, okay. Oh, we were talking about the dop kit, but what we talked about that. Yeah. It is, it's a little suspicious that Austin had that for the camera to pick up. Right. To sort of highlight that, hey, it's going to be a big deal when Olivia comes to the North Carolina right. cabin because of our past relationship. Yeah. But first, before that, just to get out of the way, Olivia goes to the beautiful home of Taylor, their mm-hmm. cabin. They have like this sort of, um, what's that called? Pleasantville type family. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like, I've never seen a family like it. Yeah. It's like very religious, very religious. Every single sentence they say <laughs> is in worship of yeah. God. Yeah. The Christian God. Did you like that pillow they had that said, heaven feels a little bit closer when you are at a lake house. 
or something like that. I love that. And I didn't want to spoil it, but I got you that pillow for Christmas. <gasps> yes. We'll put it right Heaven here. feels a little bit closer when you're living in a lake house. <laughs> um, uh, I feel like those scenes have one of the worst things in them, knowing that this beautiful family that is so happy and seemingly you know close-knit mm-hmm. is gonna have this like horrible thing i can't remember an instance of a bravo show that had that in it where yeah. you know that like in six months they're talking about olivia's grief and like how she's going through this and little do they know this thing is gonna happen to them it's like it's horrible it's horrible yeah no it's so upsetting so then olivia comes and she's planning to stay it seems i know she for, brings all her shit she goes god look how much stuff i brought i, I brought know. an elvis magazine yes right she's like obsessed yeah and uh did we, i don't know if we talked about it last week but there are a lot of elvis coded things in olivia's life <laughs> first of all she said whitney was dressed like elvis yeah she wears her tcb necklace taking care of business right she keeps singing Suspicious Minds under her <laughs> breath whenever she sees Austin and Taylor. Yeah. And Is that then, a song, Suspicious Minds? Yeah. Okay. And then she shows up and she has like a vintage, they blur it, but she has like a vintage Elvis magazine. What was she going to do with that? I don't know. Elvis? She's like reading it. Like just like. Do you think so? Oh, you know what? You know what? This is it. She saw Elvis, the, the, <laughs> Baz, Lerman. the Baz Lerman film. She got Elvis pilled. And she's just, this is post Elvis, and Olivia just wants to know more about him. Do you think she saw Priscilla yet? In this world, yes. We should ask her in current time. Because I think you and I. Olivia, have you seen at Priscilla? I think you and I are the only podcast that knows that she's Elvis pilled. (laughs) Yeah, do do people realize? No, guys. We should make a fan cam. Yeah, all the things, her referencing Elvis, and then can we set it to Suspicious Minds? Yeah. Please? Let's do it. Anyway, so then Taylor go or the mom, Taylor's mom goes, Olivia, I love you more than life. Just so you know, God comforts the brokenhearted. And it's like so sweet. I couldn't tell who cried first. Uh, they both cry yeah. instantly upon seeing her. We also see more. Like, if you thought this Taylor-Olivia friendship was fucking fake and for the cameras, it's not. These families have met multiple times, yeah. and they had a Christmas dinner together. So this thing about how Olivia is actually more hurt by Taylor than Austin, yeah. it's real. Yeah. Taylor was number one go-to friend. This was a real relationship. They had Christmas dinners together. Taylor goes outside for their private talk, and mm-hmm. Taylor goes, I'd say... Uh, the right foot forward first. She gives a gift. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm fully sorry, right? Yeah. She goes, I want you to trust me again. But then Olivia, something sticks. I don't sticks. get what happened because nothing that happened in that moment should have elicited this response. So Olivia, here's what it was from my, uh, from my reading of seeing it twice. I think that once Taylor started to stick to those details of, um, of, of why she started to lean towards Austin and didn't tell Olivia. Remember she says the details about Olivia going to LA. Mm-hmm. Do, do you remember that? She oh, goes, yeah. She was like, you were gone for a while. She, she was goes, like, it was a week. It was a week. And he goes, and, and you waited to go to LA like after, um, after New York. And she goes, it was the day after. So Taylor keeps saying that there was this absence of Olivia in their lives. And that's why Austin and her like right. started to, um, confide in each other yeah. and, and start this relationship but Olivia was like all of these instances you're talking about I was barely gone and you were talking to me the entire time about like how to help this relationship right 
So I think it was I think it was Taylor's like doubling down and excusing it, not just full accountability. Yeah. That made Olivia start to think that she can't trust anything that Taylor says. Yeah. And then she got in the mindset where she was like, normally, she says it later, normally I would have just gone home after a bad conversation like that where something she said didn't sit right with me. She believes that they had sex. Yeah. And so then when Taylor doesn't just do full mea culpa, she's like, okay, I'm just going to go to the other house that I'm allowed to be at right now yeah. and goes to the boys. It was so awkward, like packing up her shit and the mom was like, oh, you're leaving tonight. And she's like, yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh. The mom goes, you forgot your Elvis magazine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do need to call out the things that were happening over at Shep's house. Of course. Uh, one, when he drank out of that milk gallon and then was like coughing all over the place and like poisoned the milk with his germs. Yeah, and unfortunately, JT wasn't warned properly, and he put that milk in his coffee, which I didn't yes. like. Did you like how JT just had that same chair the entire weekend? It was just, he was just, he loved that Posted chair in the corner. Up. He was yeah. like, every scene, he was just sitting, kind of holding court in that yeah. corner. I liked it. How about Rod's snoring? Rod snores as loud as a goddamn bear in the woods. They gave him the like snore edit where like you could hear it from outside. They made the camera <laughs> shake from the um, power of his snores. And even the cameraman goes, that's Rod. Did you see that? There was a subtitle of the cameraman. Austin tell- was like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, little Craig seems like he's having a blast also, had to say. Little Craig loves being with the boys in this yeah. cabin. Um, right? And then, yeah. and then not a lot happens except they're so hungover, right? Um, and I, I also noticed that Shep's, um, what's it called? His patience for JT is very limited. JT starts <laughs> to ask, like, what can we wear to fly fishing? And Shep's like, dude, it's not that complicated. Just wear whatever you want. Like, I feel like he's annoyed by And then, JT. of course, he fucks it up completely and f- that ends up filling his entire suit with water. Yeah. JT is a little <laughs> bit of, like, the the foil yeah. of this group. Like. <laughs> He just like, he like laid down in the river and it just like filled with water. Almost comically filled with water, like to where he was ballooned up with water and he couldn't wear any of his clothes anymore because he was so cold. And he he had to buy a shirt from that vineyard. At that winery, yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah, so they, I mean, fly fishing was okay. It was just fun to see them do that, right? That was the first thing they do in the morning. They get up, fly fishing. Um, They use it as an opportunity to talk about Craig's relationship with Paige, which I'm sort of over talking about Mm -hmm. that i don't need to hear any more about craig and Paige. like right you know what i mean yeah i just they're gonna work through this it's not that he said his biological clock is ticking yeah i mean he obviously is more family oriented right now than Paige, but he's not gonna give up Paige so that he can have a kid two years earlier i know i don't like that he even said that I know. And then, but Rodrigo was like, but you wouldn't do that, right? He's like, no, no. And I was like, well, why'd you even present that? I just think Rodrigo was like, oh, okay. I need to talk about to Craig about something. What about your relationship with Paige? And yeah. Craig is like, this is like the fifth time he's answered this question. Totally. So it's just like, okay, enough. Yeah. I like, Craig doesn't need to have a storyline. He doesn't need to talk about this. He can just be fun just as part of the dynamic of this group. For sure. Um. So yeah, uh, Olivia fucks off from Taylor's house and then calls uh, Shep um, while they're at the vineyard and is basically like, hey, like, can I come to yours? Yeah. And he's like, meet us here. Yep. Um, but also he had already invited Taylor to dinner that night. So she's basically just 
going to a new location with Taylor. Yeah. And, and Taylor obviously says, you know, yes, I'm coming. You know, I want to be a part of this dinner. And so like Olivia has to immediately confront Taylor and there's nowhere for <laughs> Olivia to go. Yeah. Um, they, after the, was there anything that happened in the vineyard before they go back to the, the, the ride? Cause I'm uh, going to talk about Rod and uh, <laughs> Olivia's ride back. Well, when Olivia calls, um, Austin's like, Oh, the turbulence of my actions. And then Craig is like, you guys, you, uh, Austin and Shep are, not you're built different like this doesn't happen to other people and ships like yeah that's because we're dirt bags right (laughs) i'll laugh i was like i mean at least you know he i mean when austin came in on the show he he was sort of a shep 2.0 a little more dulled version of shep that's why they're kind of always going to be nemeses yeah and uh i mean not to spoil but shep (laughs) shep says these deep feelings about austin later when he's drunk how he really feels yeah um so yeah rod was super cringe and yeah so (laughs) let's just talk about all instances of rod now so rod decides um now i can't tell on the line of what rod thinks he's supposed to do for good entertainment on camera versus what he's actually compelled to do as a person who really likes someone and wants to try to do things you know i can't tell where he falls but he immediately has to go he wants to ride back with olivia and i feel like Olivia at this point does not want anything to do with Rod. No, she's like, sure. And it's almost like, it's like if you guys were dating or even in a good place at all, you would have been the bridge to hang out. You would have been <laughs> in the same room together, potentially. Like you guys are barely a, a thing at this no, point. No, like not at all. So it makes then ultimately when he, when he, well, so, uh, so then uh, when he goes in, Austin is now being more um, outspoken and how he feels about this relationship, which is very funny. Cause he's like, I've seen more chemistry in my 10th grade chemistry class than Rod and Olivia have. Yeah. And then they go to this dead silence in the car. They're just chewing gum in silence. And he's like, have you been to this house before? And she goes, no. <laughs> he goes, so what are you going to do when uh, Taylor gets here? And she goes, ah, oh, I don't know. Like, she doesn't want to talk about anything with him. It's a nightmare. Yeah. It's, it's bad. I, I completely, I've been, I've been wrong so many times, but I was really wrong about the <laughs> Olivia and Rod chemistry. I don't know what the hell I was thinking because it's now it's completely DOA. You were like, but he got her gluten free bread. I go, that kiss was electric. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Yeah, you were right. You were right. I was. I, I just have to say it. I was wrong as hell. Olivia does not like Rod, and then he does. I mean, can we just say it now, or you want to say it in the course of events? What did he, he do? So oh. he, he has a sit down with, right. I think we can just talk about sure, it because sure. yeah. nothing else relates to this. So Rod goes, okay, I'm going to do it. I, I was tossing and turning all night. I'm going to talk to Olivia about the bra yeah. that was oh, left right. over. So they have a sit down and I was like, man, Rod, I don't think she wants to talk about anything right now. First of all, you have to keep in mind, this is like a month past her brother's right. death. Yeah. I don't think she wants to think about relationships or anything right now or about leaving a bra at someone's house. I know. She like fully pulls her aside. Yeah. And he goes, um, she goes, is this going to be about the bra that I left at Austin's? You're going to talk to me about that right now. And he goes, yes, I am. (laughs) And he goes, just so you know, I'm really interested in you and I don't think we should be seeing other people. So I would like to be exclusive. Insane. They've been on like one lunch date. Exclusive. Like it just came out of nowhere. It's like psycho. It's it's like it's read the room, Rod. He definitely needed to read the room. It's giving Southern gentlemen to your detriment where you uh-huh. think this is the proper way to proceed. Like I think 
obviously this would have felt more organic if you guys were doing better and had had more dates. <laughs> right. The timing is not right. And you guys don't even seem like you're even partially dating. No. No. So it was ill-timed, and I want to give him some benefit of the doubt to, to maybe he thought his all of his impulses are heightened by being on the show. Yeah. You know? Uh, I do like, I mean, kind of spoiler, but I like that it just appears that she always takes her bra off everywhere she goes. Yeah, she took it off again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so she says, uh, she says that she got uncomfortable, just like Austin uh, said, while watching Just Married. Yes. The the rom-com just married and she and when he goes, you know, what do you want to do with your pink bra that you left draped <laughs> over the ottoman? She said throw it away. Why throw it away? She doesn't like she was an Bras are an, expensive. I didn't know that, but she said it was an uncomfortable bra. <laughs> okay. And then yeah, but she didn't talk about kissing him on the chest. No. Yeah, Rod took an L on he, that one. He took a major L. I don't think he should have asked her to be exclusive, especially given what she's going through emotionally right now. And she gives him sort of the most eloquent, beautiful brush off in history. She goes, I am hesitant to be in a relationship. I mean, she could have just said, I don't want to think about dating anyone right now. Yeah. I'm sorry. But she yeah. gave him like a kind of a sweet put down. And then he's kind of just left with that. You know, it's <laughs> like, okay, the Rod storyline with Olivia is over for now, for sure. Yeah. Thank God. Um, yeah. And then Austin uh, pops into her and says, whatever he said, like, it didn't add up to he anything. He was sort of like, woe is me. He's like, oh God, this is going to be a great night for me, Taylor <laughs> and you here. You know, like, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, Austin he, didn't really have a lot to do. With- yeah, he was like, hope you guys resolve whatever the hell is going on with you guys. And she was like, I think you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about how Austin wants a little bit more of this dynamic for his own storyline than he's actually getting because it's more about Taylor and Olivia than it is about him. Right. So he's almost like physically inserting himself and putting pictures of himself so you remember that Austin's the key <laughs> figure in this. Right, yeah. Um, did you also like when um, JT kept asking about the brownies and then Shep tries to give him a brownie and he was like, I have diabetes, don't kill me. And then when Taylor walks in, he goes, he goes, Shep's trying to kill me. I love everything like that. I, I, I can't say enough and I haven't even say, said that I just love every moment of spending time with this cast. Yeah. They can do anything. Even eating roast beef in silence is kind of fun to me. Yeah. Like I have, I have a really low bar for how entertained I am yeah. by this cast. And this, this episode delivered. Like I, I loved every minute of it. It was really fun. Um, yeah. Rod still won't eat salad. He no. like... They were like, come on, try it. He was like, no. He goes, no. He goes, it's just, I'm, I forget what he said. He said, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. He goes, I don't <laughs> want you to waste a salad on me. And yeah. then the night um, sort of devolves into drunkenness. Yes. Right? Yeah. Also, have we noted before that um, Olivia's confessional look is very similar to Ariana's revenge dress? We haven't. Um, we haven't <laughs> I can't remember that. how long she's worn it for if it was new. You know, and then um, Kyle Richards is uh, is also um, oh. embodies Ariana's revenge dress aesthetic. I think some Bravo celebrities wanted a little like Ariana style <laughs> runoff piece. Um, and then um, OJT at one point says that Shep is a good-hearted nihilist. Right? Do you think that is a proper assessment? <laughs> Maybe he I mean, really doesn't give a fuck about anything. He's like he's like a hedonist. Yeah. Like a libertine. Uh-huh. Right? He's a like libertine libertarian, maybe. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I life is for me to get what I want and the pleasures I can get, and I don't really care about 
anyone else for the most part. Sure. It, he is like a shining example of what the downfalls of privilege are. Yeah. Where he like doesn't appreciate anything because it's all come so easy. Yeah. Like as far as we know, he hasn't really had very many tribulations. No. No. He's le- <laughs> we, I think we said it. He's led a pretty charmed life. And he could have just been a rich, well-off man who did anything he wanted in his life. But then he also, through the grace of Whitney, got to be a famous Bravo celebrity in addition <laughs> to his already successful life. Right. So now he like really doesn't have to do anything. No. Um, and then he, we get a glimpse of his um, horrible competitiveness. Oh, my right? God. I'm never playing a game with his ass. I, I I want to play ping pong against Shep so bad. I don't care if he screamed at me I like don't. that. I well, so um, I love I love playing ping pong. Yeah. I wanted to. That was the most um, exciting part of the episode for me. JT <laughs> versus Shep, and that is a characteristic of Shep that I forgot about. His of his course. complete competitiveness. I'll never Craig. forget about the egg toss. I know. And then they show that scene. Like, God damn, he called her a fucking idiot <laughs> after she smashed that egg. I feel like I bring up that egg toss every chance I get, um, yeah. but we can't skip over the tinfoil hat. Yeah. Segment. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I I was so Do you excited. Think it's gonna be better. I th- yeah, I was so excited for that segment, and I felt like Craig sort of um, didn't have the energy for it. He was either too <laughs> drunk or didn't want to say any conspiracy theories that we might <laughs> were problematic. That were problematic. So he did the most base conspiracy theories. Like he barely even got into the moon landing. He it's said true. the pyramids. It was like right. it was stuff that any person could be okay with that you have a conspiracy sure. about. But did you like that they put tinfoil on little Craig? Oh. So cute. I loved it. But I think it kind of fizzled out pretty fast because Craig didn't have a lot to like go off. It's true. I did like that he said that the pyramids were beacons for space people and um, they were like space people, not aliens. And he was like, aliens a little derogatory. Yes. That was funny. It was funny, but also he's not saying honestly that he does believe in some of these things <laughs> sure. and he's not I want the real tea yeah all of the conspiracy theories he's been talking about are ones that he knows are just funny to be conspiracy theories yeah. like panda bears are humans and, and do you suits. think he believes in pizzagate of course he does <laughs> yes that's the big one that he didn't want to talk about what if they had been sitting down what if they'd been sitting down and he said well you know pizza or what was it <laughs> Comet Pizza was running an underground sex slavery <laughs> ring for minors. And Chef goes, what the hell are you talking about? And they kept it in. <laughs> Could you imagine? That would be wild. That's why that conspiracy scene was lacking t- bite. <laughs> no, just because he didn't actually go in. Yeah, he I'm was, like, let's talk about like Epstein. Yeah. Let's talk about, yeah. you know. It was, the, it was a sanitized version of conspiracy <laughs> theories. And I wanted a lot more. When I saw them wearing tinfoil hats, I thought it would go a little deeper. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then uh, JT goes, please, for the love of God, Shep, can we play ping pong together? Shep loses. And then Shep comes back and he's, I guess he says a five out of 10 on the drunk scale, but I think he was like no. a seven out of 10. Yeah. And Taylor, because she's, you know, she's not Shep's biggest fan right now. Yeah. So she glorifies JT's win and Shep goes, and I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell if Shep was was over heightening his competitiveness right. to be fun at first. No. But then it, it no, it got real. He goes, he goes, what do you have at stake with JT's win? <laughs> and he goes, you're poking the bear, Taylor. Yeah, poke- he was like, do you like it, poking the bear? And she says, sort of a bad retort. Yeah. Her only retort. Irrelevant. It was sort of irrelevant. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> she says, well, did you enjoy cheating on me? And he goes, Yeah. It was fun sometimes. Or is that what he said? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was fun sometimes. He goes, 
he like rolls his eyes like here we fucking go yeah. and then he goes i mean sometimes it was fun sometimes it was fun and he says it sort of under his breath and she goes what'd you say and he goes he goes did you just say she, cheating was, on me was fun sometimes he goes, he goes no, no. <laughs> and she gets up she flings right yeah she's like yes you fucking did you piece of shit and throws red wine in his face he's like just looking down stunned covered in wine now that was fury that was real and yeah. uh executed completely authentically i yeah. felt she slams it, the door everyone's just kind of looking down everyone's like embarrassed Shep, or, or sorry when craig heard Shep say sometimes <laughs> it was fun he is like head down covering his face like i mean the most shocking thing you could ever say did insane you, did you feel uh taylor's righteous fury in that moment Yes. I mean, it was justified. Totally. I mean, that he's an asshole. That is the worst thing you could say. And honestly, or obviously, this means so much to Taylor. Like, every time she's with Shep, she has the sadness of, this is not going to be my romantic partner, my life partner. Yeah. He's so dulled to it and over it for the <laughs> most part. So when he says that, he has no idea how impactful that's going to be. Because that's the one thing she's thinking about all the time. Yeah. So then she goes in, and she wants a mic off yeah moment yeah she's like get this thing off my back i like seeing taylor oh, and, like this and then he's like does anyone have a good launderer <laughs> yeah he know he knows this is this is a um this is a head down i fucked up moment but he, then he's still trying to be like she knew i was upset about the loss you know me yeah she, <laughs> she exploited my competitiveness against me you know what makes me mad taylor he goes in he goes hat in hand and he apologizes to her once she calms down a little bit right and he goes, Taylor, you know what sets me off, right? Yeah. It's like, you know that that would be, I don't know. You, I guess she just has to tread lightly whenever he's, you know, loses in any competitive <laughs> situation. Yeah. Well, before he goes outside, um, uh, I think Austin says something and he goes, of course, Austin is against me. He's yes. been against me since day one. You're right. You're right. I forgot about his Austin tirade. Austin gets the fury. Craig is like shaking his head. He yeah. like can't even deal. And then he's like. Austin's like, why are you so angry? And Shep is like, because I'm the exact person you fucking wish you were. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and that is, um, yeah, that's an underlying thing that has, I guess, been, you know, going throughout this entire thing. I think he feels like Austin is Shep 2.0 or wants to be Shep. Yeah. He says he's like smug yeah. and that he never like shares. Yeah. He says he doesn't bear his soul. And uh, Shep is screaming. It's a tirade. Yeah. It's a drunken, rage-filled tirade. Yeah. And he, and he, he, he sort looks of, deranged. He looks deranged. And he's Wild-eyed. Sort of, yes. And he sort of admits that these, this is suppressed feelings coming out about the Taylor and Austin thing. Yes. I wasn't 100% sure if that was actually because i feel like he could that's have an had easy this, out yeah yeah it was an easy out i feel like he could have had this drunken tirade against austin at any time and it didn't necessarily have to be suppressed feelings yeah but it's a good way to blame it on him totally and then even to taylor it's like makes her feel bad then that yep. like she hasn't really had to he hasn't been mad at her about this when yeah. he technically could be yep um and then austin comes in he's like are we quarreling yes <laughs> Yeah, and then I like when he, when Austin goes up to like try to make things right with Shep. Uh, Craig is drunk as hell and his hair is all a mess, and he does this fake punch gesture where he like was pretending like he was gonna like sock uh, um, Austin in the face. I thought it was kind of just like random well. and fun. And, and then um, Shep goes or, or Austin goes. I knew eventually you were gonna have a rage filled tirade against me, but I just didn't think it'd be about this. So right. like Austin was like expecting this, and they they sort of simmer pretty fast yeah right yeah like austin and shep repair this and taylor sort of forgives shep pretty fast obviously yeah. 
obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So then is it the next morning? Yeah. So then we get a glimpse of next morning. It's like Christmas morning. Olivia's in like Christmas pajamas. She comes down. She's in a happy, fun mood. Yeah. And then she goes to the bathroom. They kind of, don't they try to make an excuse for her to go to the other bathroom? Like she's in a bathroom. She goes, all oh, my stuff's in the other bathroom. So then she goes to the other bathroom and she finds the Polaroid. Yeah, I don't. And she goes like, interesting. Yeah. Southern Charm producers don't do that kind of stuff. Like I just want unhinged like ping pong and that kind of stuff. <laughs> You don't need to fabricate reasons for why she needs to see this Polaroid. Like, right. And then she, she walks by and is little Craig wants in the bedroom. So yeah. she like opens the door and then sees that Taylor is inside Shep's bed. Yeah. And they, I mean, just to call Shep and Taylor out for a second, they said that Taylor just wanted to be close to little Craig. Uh-huh. Sleep with so maybe he was, they did sleep with him and then he was whining. So they let him out. But I, it yeah. was kind of sad that little Craig was like locked out. I know. But then when he eventually did get back in bed, it was so cute. Him in the middle. He was just like a pig and shit. Oh, he was giving such pig and shit <laughs> vibes. It was so sweet. And then um, what happens? Olivia wants to tell the she, world. She like runs around. She's like, <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Wake up. The British are coming. Wake up. I want to tell the world that Shep and uh, Taylor uh, slept together again. Craig is telling Paige on the phone that they made love to each other for sure. He's yeah. like, they definitely had sex. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we get a glimpse of what Taylor and Shep. And it's just like, Taylor goes, does it make you sad sleeping in bed with me when we can't truly be together? And he goes, does it make me sad? He has like no clue what she's talking about. He called her, didn't he call her a kissing bandit? He goes, you were a little kissing bandit last night. So they totally made out and potentially made love. For sure. Where do you fall on that? They fucked. You think? Come on. Oh, so they, so little Craig, they slept with him. There was so much kissing happened that little Craig had to kick the curb. They had to cover his eyes, put a little blindfold on him. Put a little blindfold on Craig. They made love. And then, um... I don't know. I don't but know. Then they did left him give, out there all night. Did that give post uh, coitus vibes to you? <laughs> I mean, it was the morning. It was probably like 11 a.m. by that time. So, so they like... could have washed up, <laughs> put on clothes, right? Yeah. I just, again, I. what are the odds that Shep wouldn't try to go all the way? Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I guess low. But also he was wasted, so. I'll just, I'll, I'll just say, contrary to you, I'll say I don't think they had sex. Okay. I think they might have made out because Taylor... I don't know. Maybe she just stops at making out a lot of the time. That's times. her thing. That's her thing. She's a Christian Bible bumper. Bible bonker. And um, <laughs> Shep then at the end goes, you were the one who said you never wanted this to happen. So I was just like following your lead here. Right. So, oh, and then Craig is kind of astute. He goes, backsliding to Shep is not the path to happiness for <laughs> right. uh, Taylor. Which His righteous opinion. He goes, there's a lot of suppressed feelings going on right now. Right. It's like, I, I like that. And then, yeah, Olivia made a joke like, yeah, who hooks up with their exes? Because she had recently done the same. Right. So. Ha- Interesting. Wait, wait, when did she? Well, I guess she cuddled with Austin. Oh, or was she saying that they might have hooked up? I don't know. Whoa. Maybe. Olivia. Um, are you warming to Olivia a little more? Yeah. I don't know if she's like a shining star outside of this exact circumstance. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's not like, I don't think she's a, I'm not saying like a star, like she could have her own spinoff or whatever, but so far, <laughs> but so far I really do like her perspective on things and she's handling herself well in these scenes. Yeah. Like that rod scene could have been a complete disaster yeah. on her end. And she, she was well, 
you know, she was ready to give a great, you know, letdown to him. You know, like yeah. all these instances where she's caught off guard, she handles herself really well. You know what? You know what a large portion of Bravo fans would want? They would say something about her spinoff and then Taylor and Olivia work there too. They would definitely <laughs> say that. They'd be like, fuck the boys. Yeah, they would. They Yeah, they would totally uh, say that. What would they think? Yeah, they would think that Olivia would move to <laughs> Los Angeles to be a, bar, about, or a part of something about her. Yeah. Well, did we... Okay, was that a good... That was it. That was it. Yeah. A good episode. Good episode. Rollicking, fun drunken like old times yeah just some fun moments i mean them just all in a cabin together there's just so much stuff that can happen when they're all partying together and we got to For witness sure. that definitely would you ever want to go in a cabin uh with all of them totally me too 100 percent. do you think next year that's a possibility maybe okay <laughs> do we... all right should we do a certified turtle piss break and then do salt lake city yes sort of just what you said let's piss <laughs> and then salt lake city and then, you know, was that a good summation of, of Southern Charm? Yeah. And our news segment was good, right? I think so. Right? <laughs> okay. All right, cool. All right, we're going to piss, and then we'll be right back. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bye. We're back. Hello. How do you feel? Good. Are you ready to hop on the slopes of Salt Lake? Yes. I feel, yeah, I feel very ready to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How did you, what's your Salt Lake City journey so far? What did you feel about that episode overall? Um, I'm trying to think. It was fine. Okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> not not a not the high highs that we've seen. It was good, but yeah, it wasn't like insane. Yeah, it was sort of like it was, you know, a filler episode in a way. But I liked the filler a lot more than some of the other like garbage filler episodes we've seen. Yeah, like I sure. liked Heather's book event. I yeah, thought it was that kinda... was cute. It made me like. Do I need to read this book? Me too. Yeah. No, I wanted to. Like she, uh, mission accomplished. Yeah. On, it's like the exact opposite of what Meredith and Seth thought they were giving. <laughs> like, let's give them a little taste of our podcast oh or whatever. It's like, wait, okay, I don't want that. No. But then Heather reading her beautiful. I know. I was like getting teared up in her excerpt. Yeah. And then seeing the people that like came to her and they're like, this meant 
so much to me. It was yeah. like, yeah, it was really sweet. I like her a lot. Heather. Yeah, I know. Me too. I'm like fully back on the Heather train. I mean, I was the only thing I hated. I didn't like about Heather was that she kept that black eye a mystery for so long i know well did you see andy says yes. we're gonna get some clarity on that he's i think he said definitively we're gonna know hell yeah i mean the answer is that jen shaw socked her in the face <laughs> drunkenly right i mean what does she have to be now that jen's fully in lockup she doesn't have to be scared the the reason why she didn't want to talk about it was because jen shaw did it and she didn't want it to add to jen shaw's trouble rap sheet is her rap sheet jen shaw socked heather right in the face <gasps> this Episodes called Mormons get a bad rap. This was great. Um, <laughs> so let's, yeah, let's, let's go into it. But a special, you know, shout out to Heather. And I want to give a special shout out to Lisa Barlow, who I feel like really shined in this episode. <laughs> That's something we were going to maybe bring up at the top of the show. Uh, there's rumors on the street that little Jack Barlow is not in Columbia, but in, was it Tustin or like Irvine? California Tustin slash Irvine. Um, <laughs> no, really. Yeah. He's, he was at a TJ Maxx or something. He's wearing his badge. And yes. I think his name tag, he was with a friend. I heard someone say that Lisa said that there were visa issues. Sure. There were Lisa. <laughs> we, so she's like, you're not going to, uh, Columbia. You're going to like the region where Disneyland is. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how well oiled the visa machine is in the Mormon <laughs> church. That's all they're doing. True. I mean, this is, they've done this for however many years. Yeah. They it's, probably have a whole like uh, catch me if you can office where they're just like printing out no, visas. I, I mean, nothing could be more probably better structured than their visa process for, I mean, it's, I like, this is one of those things where if I learn the truth of that and it's like, Ooh, you know, it's not really, it's not like making me think badly of Lisa. She just didn't want her son to go to Columbia. Sure. And, I mean, yeah. She was like, everybody knows you get held at gunpoint when you go there. Right. So, um, I think it's probably most likely that he is, that that's what happened. That he yeah. either is just, yeah, he, she got his place switched. Right. In a way that um, she's going to blame it on something else. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, I also, the this episode opens at Angie's house. And you know how her poodle has pink ears and like a pink tail? Yes. He, or she, I think, it's a girl dog, uh, had like red shit all over her snout. And I couldn't tell if it was residual dye or if she had like a skin problem. <laughs> no, because her tail is pink so i think she was licking her ass and some of that dye wore off <laughs> probably right it looked <laughs> whack i'll be honest with you and to our listeners i didn't notice that dog's red nose her like snout was all red like yeah. it looked like irritated oh, like a horrible. rash i do like that dog and it's definitely characteristic in terms of dogs <laughs> i've never seen a dog like that but i do think she thinks that dog is giving a lot more than like the audience really cares about it i mean i yeah. love it it's yeah. fine i'm but i'm not that blown away by that dog <laughs> have you ever seen like a french bulldog that's been dyed to look like it has tiger spots <laughs> let me think hold on one second do you mind if i take 30 seconds to think of that no i'm just kidding i don't think so that's a little more fun where it, you make your animal look like a different animal, maybe a tiger stripe. Oh, I like that. I didn't tell you, but speaking of, I dyed my two dogs. What color? Red and blue. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to tell That's you. That's awesome. <laughs> speaking of dyed dogs. George, oh, George is just red. 
Like miserable. <laughs> I painted him red you for some reason. Him. So yeah, we get a little bit of a slice of life. They like Angie's dog. They like her brushing the hair. We get to see that Heather is setting up an event. And I will say, I thought the bad Mormon, no, no shade to Heather, but I thought the bad Mormon era was in the past. I, mm-hmm. I felt like she had already celebrated it, but she's yeah. like, no, there's one more thing, an intimate <laughs> book signing. And I'm glad she brought it up again. Yeah. Ultimately, I want to know more about bad Mormon. Why do? I, why is it an ongoing thing that they're all like, LOL, we haven't read it? Like, why don't they want to read it? Can I talk shit for a second? Yeah. Can I be mean? Will you permit me to be mean for 30 seconds? Please. I think it is absolutely despicable that Whitney has not read Bad Mormon. Yeah. By her cousin slash best friend. Right. Who has been with her through all of the trials and tribulations and of Whitney's. Who's also escaped the church. I in the way that Whitney is like, maybe we should read it. Now maybe we'll have to read it. It's awful. Yeah. Could you imagine your cousin or someone <laughs> in your life writes a book and you it's about you and about like Whitney says like, oh I hate the Mormon church too. I'm so glad to get out of the, you know, the shadow of it or whatever. And you're not reading a book that your cousin wrote about that exact experience that I you're a part it, of. It's, but they all are doing it and I'm like, is this like a gag at this point? No, they they just they're self absorbed and they don't read and they don't want to <laughs> devote eight hours. Yeah. To read. You could listen to the audiobook and put her on two times speed. Yeah. Heather be talking fast as hell, but <laughs> like I'm gonna read it. You yeah. know, it's like there's no excuse, especially Whitney. I, I I find Lisa didn't really her relationship with Heather has evolved. Meredith's not gonna read any fucking thing. Yeah. Mary Cosby just someone printed <laughs> Mary Cosby the, the sections out and she they highlighted exactly what yeah. she should read. But it's just it's it's uh, it's awful to me that yeah. they would do that to Heather. I've only recently played around with doing like 1.5 speed and depending what it is, it can really work. I did it for the Matthew Perry book because he has a little bit of a slow slash slurred speech and kick it up to like 1.4. He's at a normal pace. And he's, he's, he's kind of ripping it. (laughs) It cut a couple hours off. That's awesome. I do about Uh 1.2. I can't stand when someone's voice sounds artificial. I, I wonder if people do that to us. Maybe. Can we do a test as if we were... No, so yeah, no, it is great, but I can't... I do it to like 1.1 or 1.2 where it you doesn't... You can't tell. Oh, uh, but Bethany's? Oh God, don't. No, I have to. <laughs> I, I, I you have, have to. You have to slow hers down. No, I Half have speed. to. speed. No, because I just want the, the juice from Bethany's podcast. No, that would be that would cause an aneurysm i know i mean she's a fast talker but anyway i'm gonna i am gonna read heather's book and i liked this event i it was another classic odds and ends and then one big event at the yeah. end but i but i liked heather's event um yeah w- did you like the- um they kind of talk about the jewelry event or whatever um and this is where uh, whitney gets pissed off because lisa's like cursing in her home or whatever yeah so i love that scene um but lisa mentions uh, she's like, well, maybe I should come after her for having a cash bar and no food. And again, I was like on New York, that would have been like a four episode topic. Yeah. And we've said it before. The things <laughs> that they just throw away in one sentence in their confessionals would have been six episode arcs. Yeah. You're exactly right. Um, so yeah, she goes, so Lisa and Whitney have their own friendship now, you know, Lisa, Lisa is so like, I, I, I don't even know what happened, but, like, she doesn't want anything to do with Meredith Marks. They, like, tried at the start mm-hmm. of the season, and now they're just, like, still not close. Yeah, that's one thing about this season. I'm s- vaguely confused about who's 
mad at who at any given time like the loyalties yeah i kind so, of like wait so who are the, you mad at yeah here, here's the i think here's the shorthand meredith is friends with mary cosby for some reason <laughs> they want an alliance made in hell together <laughs> Meredith and Heather like each other. They're both post Jen Shaw pilled. They're uh-huh. coming out of their Jen Shaw era. They like each other. Lisa now loves Heather and Whitney. It's like a she's away from Meredith now. That used uh-huh. to be the big divide. Uh-huh. Meredith and Lisa versus yeah. uh, Whitney and Heather. Now Lisa's on that team. And now Lisa has simmering issues with Meredith. Now, I think burgeoning issues with uh, Whitney. I, mm-hmm. I, I think this might maybe turn into more or whatever. And then she loves Heather. They're forming a new friendship. Yeah. Meredith is the one to me where she seems so out of place. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm really, now that we're like talking about this, I'm like, I'm scrutinizing her. Like, what is Meredith doing? Right. She doesn't like to get in the thick of anything with anybody. She just likes to run away or whatever. I mean, she had the iconic, you, you kind of sure. leave. Yeah. I mean, yeah. By the end when she's talking to like Monica and Angie K are there. I was like, wait, so she's cool with Monica now, but she still hates Angie K, which feels a little like not worth it. Yeah. I, and I also like, I sort of forgot about Angie K right. Meredith's thing. So I'm like, wait, I'm you guys like, are just still get over it. You don't like care about her that much. Just like move on. Yeah. So I, I think the alliances are more, um, I don't know. I think they're, they, they started fresh on all of them and we're sort of seeing new alliances form now. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting. So Lisa goes and goes to Whitney's house and they talk about how Lisa was screaming at mm-hmm. that prism. You yeah. Know, and she was. They show an instance where she said, please, for the love of God, stop talking to me <laughs> or whatever. But then when she starts cursing, <laughs> yeah, that little boy is peeking down the stairs oh and he God. hears her drop. He was so scared. He, heard, he goes, he, he thought mommy was fighting. Whitney yeah. says. She goes, he's not used to this. And the way Whitney keeps saying over and over again that you can't curse in I her know, house. She was like, understood understood she, understood she goes understood. on one minute like the same says the same thing over and over again yeah it cannot be stopped I know. I, i've never seen anything like she's it. like name them name them name them name them <laughs> name them so we don't curse in my house and it's like not something we do i just don't like it and that's not a cursing house this isn't a cursing house and my son heard it at least he's going understood understood yeah. Under, like she she's cannot like, I heard you. I get, get her. It. Yeah, she cannot get her out of this like another tirade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was crazy. Um, also, uh, Lisa uses the wrong words a few times, both here and later. But ocular. She's, yeah, the ocular doesn't match the words. Yeah, she she meant, meant the, the like optics, I guess, or like yeah. But I thought she was trying to give it a new spin on it. The ocular, and then later she says a different version slightly different um, yeah i think she's an ocular again she's the optic oh the optic. okay good so she finally gets it right but um it was i think it was funny seeing lisa um like have to i mean she cursed you know it wasn't in, it wasn't <laughs> no. intentional she yeah. just wanted to let off a few f-bombs it's not her fault that, that little kid was i know i'm like you're corner. filming about a fight like what do you think and if whitney makes this a big deal i will be even more oh god mad yeah, that'll be awful. you better not ever talk about this cursing event that happened she, in your house yeah again. she's gonna be like she came into my house <laughs> whitney is whitney is running on fumes yeah whitney doesn't have a lot to do and none of the storylines she's trying to offer up are working the justin yeah. shit yeah. Um, what are her other storylines? And then I, I also like I, her, her relationship to Heather is so sad. Mm-hmm. Was Whitney was Whitney at Heather's event? Was she? Like I was thinking Maybe about. There's no way she could have missed that. But also she didn't do anything notable or remarkable at that event. Right. 
Yeah. I just don't, I like, I think that, I don't know. I just think that that like relationship got so ruined by Whitney and she's doing it more for a storyline than she is right. actually sucks. mad at Heather. Yeah. Cause they were cute together. They were so cute. Um, okay. Heather and Mary's house of horrors. <laughs> yeah. It's giving Wonka. <sighs> it was giving Wonka. It was Susian, right? <laughs> Those tall ass chairs. The chair backs are like eight feet tall. Yeah. So Heather has never been invited to Mary's home. And she goes, she goes, when you get that invite, you're like Grandpa Joe, right? Yes. In Willy Wonka. She says, you get up out of your bed that you're sleeping in with a bunch of different grandpas and grandmas. And you click your heels and you jump up and you go. Yeah. She was like, Grandpa Joe will only get out of bed to go to places. Wonka's factory and Mary Cosby's house. Yeah. And then so Heather does take this opportunity to go to the house. She gets the tour. There's like, did you say there's like a big thing of gumballs, right? There's like yeah. candies. Someone's making food. There's like a Chanel museum. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't look at it. I need to look at it more closely. There was probably All a lot of All the Chanel stuff. shit looks fake. Yeah. The Elvis magazine. The Elvis mag. The green carpet. Um, the walls were painted or had flavorings. Lickable wallpaper. wallpaper. <laughs> and Mary, Mary... In her defense, which I don't need to defend Mary Cosby, but she did have a more even positive tone. It could have gotten <laughs> gone much worse with right. Heather. I just don't understand why everyone is like obsessed with being let in by Mary Cosby. Like I'd be like, I'm scared of that woman. I don't want anything to do with her. We're all scared of her, but yeah. they all know that there is a fan base that loves Mary's oddities and she got to be first-hand witness to the oddities of mary did you see i think i sent it to you that people online are uh mary's son is like living in a house of horrors yeah. within those walls yeah like do, popping pills yeah. with Lick, his wife licking the wallpaper he's like going nuts in his bedroom and she and, has no idea and i i didn't i don't like you know i knew i knew i didn't want to know more about that house <laughs> and now that i know more it's awful he didn't give when i saw him he wasn't giving, um, I didn't know he was popping pills and opioids or whatever the yeah. hell he was doing, right? I didn't know. I yeah. thought he was just he like- He seemed like a young boy. Sort of like, um, what's that called? Like a homeschooled mm -hmm. kid who maybe sheltered a little bit. Mm -hmm. I didn't know he was no, popping he's like, zany. He's like, has a little dungeon down there. You showed me a picture. <laughs> he had his tongue out and he's like, he was like putting, uh, what's that? Little droppers of like- <laughs> acid on his tongue i'm like what yeah, the he's Mary? probably drinking like robitussin down yeah, there lean yeah he was he was <laughs> he was on lean or whatever i didn't know he was doing that i don't think she knows either or she's mary. turning a blind eye mary jesus we got to talk to mary at some point bobblehead <laughs> <laughs> who well, knows i mean i i i that's a thing i really i don't know how much more i can know about mary i, I already saw her church and it was yeah. one of the most shocking things i've ever witnessed and I, we just continually move on with our lives knowing that she married her step-grandpa it's just like that's just like just a, <laughs> one line of her wikipedia entry and we don't even we glaze over it now it's insane um, but she goes heather i've got a bone to pick with you i read an excerpt of the two sentences i was included and i don't think it was accurate and then it, she reads a sentence and it's like Mary Cosby is poised and someone that you really want to tiptoe around. It was like very, like, very not egregious at all. No, right? it, was it was inoffensive. And Heather goes, if anything, I was catering to her knowing that she was read it and I didn't want to get on her bad side. So it was yeah. just, there was, there was. And she's like, she's like, well, you've said some stuff to me. And she's like, like what? And she's like, 
you remember you said that I didn't know that I looked inbred and they rolled the clip yeah. and she's like there she goes doesn't even know that she looks inbred and she's like do you think I look inbred and she goes I do uh. and Heather <laughs> well yeah first of all Heather does not look why inbred. are you allowed to say that uh the whatever separates the <laughs> mind from mouth in Mary's life doesn't exist and she wanted to blatantly say her opinion which is that heather looks inbred they should have used that as an example on the did you watch the like shade assassins no uh, bravo thing they did a thing where they quoted like different shady comments and then people they would have the sign that said either like too far or like just right or whatever and they should have done that one because i feel like people would have been like yeah that one's a little fucked (laughs) what was candace on shade assassins Yes. She gets too far sometimes, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. If you were switching the sign over. But basically, on every single one, everyone voted that it was okay. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. No, I, I really, um, yeah. I think Candace is just so good at insults that, like, people can't believe it and they're, like, stunned by the things she says. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Mary, um, I, I, she did, besides calling Heather inbred, <laughs> looking inbred, besides that little blip, she did keep her cool. Yeah. When Heather said, You've said some things about me. Do you remember when Whitney had that same argument when she brought up to Mary yeah. um, those text the messages? Text. Mary was out the door in two seconds. She couldn't listen to it for one second, but she wants things to work with Heather, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this was this was best case scenario. Yeah. You get called inbred, you sit in those <laughs> Dr. Seuss chairs, and you leave. Yeah. She was like, okay, bye. Also, though, it's, it's more offensive than they gave it credit for that Mary said that there were lies in Heather's book. Because imagine you wrote a book and someone's like, that's a full-blown lie. You're like, no, it's not. Like, this is my book. Please don't talk shit about But also book. the quote, like, didn't have any, like, facts. No. Yeah, like, it, w- it was just about her impression of her. No, it wasn't bad at all. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know. That's she- just like what I said. I mean, she got out pretty much unscathed. Yeah. Just one scathing horrible <laughs> yeah thing. uh do you think that we should be worried that no one's gonna listen to our podcast anymore because they're only gonna listen to meredith and seth's podcast i got worried the minute well first of all i said this is giving turtle time <laughs> when i saw meredith and seth <laughs> their microphones could not have been further away from them or closer together i do not like seth's energy yeah he gives me like what's that called class clown vibes uh-huh. adult class clown like he started doing those mouth noises and like sipping his coffee okay. like this sort of like base level of humor like i get the sense that meredith is like please enough yeah. stop you know yeah uh they were flopping left and right i don't understand why they decided to sit the way they did to Ooh. record they sat on the couch while the microphones were on the coffee table yeah. very far away from them their microphones were right next to each other, even though they were sitting further apart. Yeah. Um, it, Meredith was FaceTiming on her phone with someone. So his video is very small mm-hmm. while he was instructing her how to record remotely. And then they get into their whole marriage and like near divorce and their post nup that they did. And she was getting into like, she thought, oh, there's sounds like President Biden is flying overhead. Is he supposed to be here today? <laughs> Maybe. uh that like she thought he was going to take the kids and leave her and all this stuff he starts crying and then they look over and it's like start to record yes so they committed the cardinal sin of (laughs) podcasting which amy and i have never done that knock on wood this is gonna be the episode that fully gets deleted um (laughs) 
No, they, yeah, they get emotional. Seth cries. He goes, I didn't know you ever thought I would leave you. He breaks down and then they, and then she goes, wait, we're not recording. <laughs> but I thought, um, you know, they could have salvaged it. Maybe ask Bravo for the audio or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, hanging by a thread. Would you ever listen to that? No. No. Yeah. No. What <laughs> What is going on with Meredith's, Meredith and Seth's marriage? I thought they were, um, like, divorcing or separated. Right. Are I think just... at the very beginning that was happening. That's, oh. I think, what they're talking about. Oh, and they've been back for a while. I think so. Okay. Yeah. So, whatever. Who knows where they live, according to everyone else. I did see the last Hanging by a Thread update I did where I looked at it and there was like two 16-minute episodes or whatever. Uh-huh. There's a lot more now. Okay. So they're getting into the rhythm. Okay. But I, I don't know if we'll ever listen to it. I will not be listening. <laughs> I just, I'm not a Meredith Marks uh, stan. No. She why? doesn't bring much to the table. Yeah. Why do you think though? I feel like a lot She's of- She's just weird. I know. She's, yeah. She is. And Seth's weird. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Then we get- uh, check in with Monica. That's yeah. another thing we didn't get into is that there's a hella rumors on the streets about Monica. Oh yeah, we have let's use this opportunity now to talk about the fall of Monica. She uh first of all, this is just true, true. that uh she's suing a beauty lab and laser for botched work. So yeah. she like never paid them, so they're suing her back for not paying. Yeah, she owed like what, like sixty thousand so, or something. I don't know how you could... spend that much there. I, well, I went and it, yeah, it's it's easy to spend so much money because they make you look so good. But she defaulted on the payment, so she sued them for saying it was botched. Which are you saying that like she's saying that she looks botched now, or like I guess after the fact? I guess. Um, um. So that is apparently what the thing they teased at the beginning of the season was, where Heather gets a call and is like, "I'm shaking." Like, and she goes, "Get out of here! Don't film this." Yeah, she's like, "I'm not." Kidding. So Monica's suing Beauty Lab. Yeah. Uh, Lisa already obviously hates her. Yeah. Whitney probably is like, I don't know where the wind's blowing with Monica. I don't trust her. Yeah. And now they're saying, I don't know the validity of this, but the internet is frothing, saying that Monica probably stole the sixty thousand dollar ring. No. 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 <laughs> that's just that. It's that's just that's fan fiction. You yeah. Know? That's just like. That's just, how can we make this more fun? It's already wild enough that she's going to be like on an island alone with no one. I mean, I know that Literally. Her, her, yes, her and Angie Kay hate each other because she talked about how she fell down the stairs after Angie Kay's oh, right. great brunch. Did she so, sue her for that? She said, I want to sue so bad, but something's holding me back. We know her mom probably hates her because she's <laughs> doing all those weird Instagrams saying Monica's horrible. And then who, who else would be mad at her? Oh, oh, um, that's it. Lisa's already mad. Meredith probably is just like, I'm going, you know, I don't trust you either. Meredith maybe is her, her only ally. I don't think Mary's she's probably... like, whatever. Oh, Mary likes her. Yeah. I saw that Mary was like liking a bunch of pro Monica posts oh, really? on like on Instagram <laughs> or something. So Mary likes that she's, you know, probably like going up against this cast because Mary yeah. hates this cast. Yeah. Well, so they go to her, uh, Monica's house and then her mom pulls up in the driveway and I literally like screamed. Me I was too. scared. And then she gets out of the car. She's wearing a full on like Burberry like track suit. And she's like, hello. She goes, I come bearing gifts. <laughs> and Monica goes, this is not a gift giving me my car back. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then her mom's basically like, I see no other option. We have to go to therapy. And she's like, well, we've been before and you don't act like yourself. So it doesn't fucking work because yep. you 
change your personality when we go. Yeah. We, we, she, we've been several times, mm-hmm. she says, and it never works. Um, and that seems to be, you know, Monica's mom wants that to happen, you know, potentially because it's a great storyline right. to see them in therapy together. And then she allegedly makes her mom walk home. Yes. <laughs> Which you, I'm like, where does she live? I, I mean, I guess close enough to where that walk was feasible. <laughs> she was like, you gotta be kidding me. Do you, there's something about Linda and the way she acts where, I think we've maybe touched upon this, but she's being very actory, yeah. like very, very performative. Yes. And she has wide eyes <laughs> and she says things that like don't sound like any human being would ever say. Like she has this like stately... <laughs> weird persona when she talks like Monica how could you ever say that and I'm wondering like is she badly performing on camera like she's making a version of herself knowing that she's on camera but she's fine saying the worst things ever and like being a villain in a way because she's not making herself look better and being performative she makes herself look worse (laughs) right what's your sense of like is she like just being like a kind of a bad actor yeah I think she's maybe like a little bit psycho Yeah, like Monica is so naturalistic. Monica, if Monica's acting, she's an amazing actor. Yeah. Because she just like, the things that come off the top of her head, like everything sounds very authentic when she says it. She's quick-witted. Yeah. um, She doesn't sound contrived, formulated, but the mom does. Yeah, and you can tell Monica like shuts down in opposition to her mom's like over, Yeah. whatever, zealous persona. Yeah. Uh, She's just like, She's immediately like, no, yeah. like not buying it. No, thank you. We've been to therapy. You're full of shit. Like she's just like trying to be like, I'm not like entertaining this, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, this was the least amount of Monica that we've had in like four That's episodes, true. right? Yeah. They were like, we'll take a, we got a little touch base with the mom, but yeah. we'll move on. Um, so yeah, the book signing is next. Uh, Lisa has been asked to perform. So she gets there first. Um, but yeah, I don't think Whitney was there. I, I yeah, I, so I was thinking about I was actually tossing and turning last <laughs> night thinking about Turtle Time and like what we were going to say and I was like was Whitney at the book signing cuz that means that like their relationship is even worse than I thought. Yeah, I didn't write. Cuz so her name. so Angie is 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 laughing with Monica. I know Meredith is uh-huh. there because Meredith and um, Monica talk and Meredith and um Lisa talk? I don't, I, I don't. I don't remember. But I just don't remember even one moment of Whitney. So no. I don't know if she went. I don't think she did. That's and that. they don't like set it up to say like she had something else or no, whatever. No, she's just like absent from this like big event that Heather's putting on. Right. Um. Yeah. So yeah, Monica's filling in Meredith. She's like making Lisa sound really bad. Yeah. Um. And uh, then she Lisa performs away in a manger, but then it's like. And Monica's like, I want a refund. I hate this. I didn't. I didn't like it. And I'm like, you know, she's like joking. Yes. Like they're like, oh my god, Lisa's rap was so <laughs> bad. Her obviously corny, silly rap was very bad. It's like, yeah. yes, that was the point. I give Lisa so much credit for doing something embarrassing like that. Up totally. There. Yeah. She yeah transitions from away in a manger to like. A, a choir comes in and she does like a like yo 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 yes like like uh yeah like a kendall roy like yeah. very just silly rap version of away in a manger i did mean did you hear that leo rapped at his 49th birthday i was i'm proud of him is there footage yeah there TMZ is he has it 
He was rapping his it. ass off. He was going, he was doing, um, he's like out to the OG. Yeah. No, he was singing, <laughs> um, he was singing Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> okay. How's that song go again? West Philadelphia, born yeah, it was, and raised. It on was, the playgrounds, where I spent most of my days. Yeah. It was like, it was, it was 90s, I think, uh, rap. But I'm like, obviously it's lame to wa- sometimes, you know, to watch people rap, but give them credit, right? <laughs> Can't they Where just rap is due? Yeah. Can't people just with rap. his baseball cap like so far over his face you like can't even see his mouth? Yeah, I was proud of him. Forty nine, and you want to wrap your can't ass off he's in front of forty nine. What? Uh, what does that make you feel? To like he's old? Kinda. Oh. To still be living the way he lives, he lives like Shep. He you needs think? a relationship. Do you think he wants to? Uh, I think he. I think we talked about this. I think he wants the Jack Nicholson way out, yeah. where you get a big boat that says. <laughs> Um, you know what would it be called? A hoagie and a cigarette. Yeah, and he's just you know sort of lets himself go, and he just parties on a boat with a bunch of models. It's fine. I know. I agree. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, enough about Leo. <laughs> but um, okay. So okay, Monica. Yeah, you said filled fills in Meredith. She's also being awful to um Lisa. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like being horrible, like groaning, yeah. almost booing. It was yeah. like when Lala did that on Vanderpump Rules when Kristen was taking too long. Do you remember when Kristen was taking too long at Katie's like um, bachelorette or whatever? It wasn't about, well, anyway, never mind. But Lala <laughs> was doing the same thing, just like Monica, where she was groaning at Kristen going, wrap it up, wrap it up, being very, mm-hmm. I don't know, I get secondhand embarrassment when someone does that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, then there's the sweet part of Heather's, you know, reading and all the fans hugging her and it was very sweet. And Heather's so cute with her daughters. Yes. Like they're proud of her. And she was asking them like, should I write another book? And they were like, if you want to do that, you should blah, blah, blah. And I think they're very cute. Me too. Um, but yeah, then Angie and Meredith get into it. It's, you know, they hate each other still by the end. Angie just, I don't know, Angie like wanted a little more piece of that Meredith thing. And she's like, thanks for not running away and letting me just like talk to you or whatever. But Meredith just wants nothing to do with Angie. Like she's just shutting it down. She's like, I will not participate in this anymore. So Angie needs to give it up. Yeah. Like Like, who cares? Yes. Um, And then there's a final scene between Lisa and Angie. Um, Basically, uh, Angie's like, low-key i kind of made up with monica like yeah. i'm not going to be best friends with her but we can be cordial we kind of like made yeah. up on the side which you didn't know yeah and she was like i lisa i'll be honest i was scared of your reaction because the way you reacted to me painting birdhouses with heather which <laughs> that was valid sh- they show lisa's rant when that happens and it's like angie is um angie so monica they're they're like polar opposites angie doesn't know how to operate in this new environment and she's making a lot of mistakes she doesn't know she's not i i like her but she's doing like she's doing the worst examples of like how you should operate like she's creating alliances with people and then like forsaking them because she's just not being genuine i want to see angie be genuine to herself yeah everything now i get the sense that she's just trying to figure out what's best for the cameras that's why she keeps confronting meredith she's like this will be good for me yeah. but anyway um i think she just admits to lisa that like i should have kept you more in the know of my evolving friendship with monica and lisa goes that's all i ask and then it's like repaired yeah. it's like we're good it was fine yeah and then it was also sweet lisa had a similar moment with heather where heather finally articulates what stuck in her craw about jack's mission oh, right. was that she was just like she was like i want people to know that like 
I had to adhere to the rules, but there's other people that like get away with things like this whole different right. side of Mormon thing. And I just wanted, what does she say? Like, she just, I wanted like people to know that, like, that it, that's what upsets me is that like I had to be so strict. It was in my different Mormon. for me was, and for most people. Yeah. You and, know, and, and Lisa like just, don't get it twisted. Like there's usually Mormonism isn't as chill as you make it out to and be. And Lisa goes, that's what you wanted. I'll totally give you that. Thank you so much. Yeah. And they repair their friendship. Yeah. And I think Heather and Lisa's friendship is really beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think of all the cast members, like they really do have a lot in common and they're really fun together. Yeah. So I'm excited to see the future of that friendship. Same. And then next week, the preview is finally that prairie lunch or whatever where shit goes down. Yeah, um, I think I think it's Angie who breaks a glass. Oh, because okay. someone says Opa. <laughs> no, really, she says Opa and then she breaks it. But that's funny. If that's true, that's a dock against Angie. Yeah. If it's her breaking a glass, I, I violence really, is never the answer. I just don't think you can't. No more breaking glass. Yeah. It's too much of a trope at this point. Yeah. So is throwing, uh, drinks on people. Yeah. Taylor got away with it on Southern Charm this week because it was real. That was so earned. Yeah. That's the exception. Lucky for him, she was almost done with her wine. It wasn't it, that much. It was just like a splash. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, was Salt Lake City um, delved into enough, you think? I think so. I mean... Not a lot happened. Yeah. It's know? more like I was giving... I gave it the benefit of the doubt just because this season has been so good and yeah. I actually care about all these dynamics, but it was a lackluster episode uh, compared to other episodes. Yeah. Mid-season and then we'll have that trip soon enough. It'll be yeah. fun. Um yeah beverly hills yes beverly hills how do you feel should we go I, right into it yeah okay uh i thought this was a good episode me too um it was uh, to actually to me it was like salt lake city where i th well let's just talk about it I, I it was a little lackluster to me except for the two main things were awesome the elevator and then yeah. sutton's deranged <laughs> deranged name them <peak>. them <laughs> yeah, that was good well also we i was shocked right back into BravoCon because there were multiple locations in this Vegas episode that we had been. Yeah. There were, they visited the hallowed halls of the Delano where we met all the Bravo liberties. There was an appearance by the Michael Jackson show, which we, I don't know if we got into it on the main feed, but our inside joke, the entire BravoCon trip was hee hee. Yeah. We were like, I mean, Say what you will about Michael Jackson, but he really embodied our spirits while we were in Vegas, and we couldn't stop doing the hee hee. Um, but anyway, yeah, it brought me back too. Like I, it, it, I don't know. The timing of this is just so wild that we like it brings me back completely to our Bravo. I know. Experience. I recognized it immediately. I was like, "That's the Delano." Yeah. What if they had gone to Rhythm and Riffs? Oh my god! And Kyle had gone on stage with the cover band and started singing. What would you have that done? That would have been insane. I know. Do you wish that we went to that bull riding bar? I wanted to go. Was it called Gillies? Something like that. I wanted to go to Gilly's so bad. I didn't know that that existed. <laughs> I know. But where then I, was that? I know. But then I realized like every single type of bar exists in Vegas. It's true. That was fun. I know. So they, okay. So this is more like, um, let's just, this episode was like, let's just show this Vegas trip. Sort yeah. of like the last day of the Vegas trip. Mm -hmm. And I did feel though, like the two lunches or dinners that like the Erica and Crystal and then the Dorit and Kyle they sort of felt like they just needed an excuse for two people to have scenes while they're in Vegas. I, know, I was like, like, why are they all getting lunch separately? Yeah, it, it was really weird. It was just like, can we have something substantial or or generate some sort of conflict or whatever from these two sit downs? But yeah, it, they it, needed everyone to be able to talk about everyone else. Yeah. Um, 
did you like when Dorit called PK and told her about how Sutton got offended at the Magic Mike show? He was like, you should have told her to go see um, Mary Poppins down the road. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. He's, wow, that was, yeah, that was a good little PK blip. And then Kyle calls Mauricio, and I'm like, I hate listening to them talk to each other. It's so bleak. Like, yeah. she hates him. Yeah, she goes, so how was the dinner with PK? And he goes, all was good. And she goes, um, can you give me the girl version of that? Because like, he said absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Crystal and Erica never thought I'd see them go to lunch. Yeah, but why? Like, why did they? And why was it? Why did that happen? Like, what was the purpose of it? I don't know. Crystal just—I think we talked about the beginning of this episode, if I'm remembering correctly. But it just sounded like us to get the Erica scoop about her mindset from Crystal. But like, Crystal didn't have anything to say. Erica didn't really have anything (laughs) profound to say. No. Uh, I did like that Erica said that her outfit was Crystal Connors uh, pilled, uh, always down for a showgirls reference. And oh. I just feel like I would have the most in common with Erica. Really? Of this cast? Yeah. Oh, wow. But I would also, I mean, I'm not saying I don't want to hang out with Kyle because she's sober now, but I would like to hang out with the previously party Kyle. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who my best friend <laughs> on this cast would be. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Sutton. <laughs> I, I think I would get along best with Sutton. Okay. But I mean, you know, I, I do think it was a little odd, her behavior at her house. <laughs> but bef- before this episode, I would have said I have the most camaraderie potentially with Sutton. Okay. I have sort of an Avi vibe. Okay. Is that his name? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then uh, Sutton and Garcelle do the gondolas at the Venetian and what was conveyed there? Nada. They just, bravo, they're already trying to meme that gondolier. They go, they said, gondolier, you gotta sing and like interrupt them. It was they're like, like, it's iconic. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, next, skip. Me, me too. Clip. And, they didn't, and they didn't actually talk about anything. <laughs> no. And it, that was the Venetian? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh my God, there's like helicopters all day long. Um and then Dorit and Kyle, I'm like, well, it makes sense for them to get lunch because they're actually friends. Yeah. And I've been to the restaurant they go really? to. What yeah. was it? Uh, what was it called? Um, I forget, but it's at the I... Resorts World. And uh, I recognize they have like, they sell wine there. Like there's like a wine wall. Oh. And our friend, Lindsay, shout out. I know you're listening. Oh. We went to Vegas when she found out she was, she told me she was having a baby in Vegas. And so we were at that wine bar and they had the Lady Gaga um champagne. Oh. And we were like you should buy it and drink it when you have your baby and she did. Whoa, really? Yeah. What's that champagne called? What uh, brand was it? Oh, it's it okay. Was, I don't mean it to put was, it on the spot. It was um like a nice. Oh, that's cool. Champagne. One time I was in Vegas. This story is not nearly as good as yours, <laughs> but I got to go to the Lady Gaga museum that they had one time in oh, Vegas wow. at the Nomad cuz oh, wow. she was performing, you know? Oh, yeah. It was when I've she been had to her- that. I went to the jazz and piano. You did? Yeah. Was it cool? Incredible. Oh my God. She's the best. Wow. I love Lady Gaga too. Love her. I'm proud of her. (laughs) Um, Okay. So then, so the reason why I thought this episode was lackluster because those three scenes where they did one-on-ones, none of them really hit that hard. Kyle and Dorit's was the most interesting, but we already sort of know this. Kyle and Dorit have already talked about this, but this was, I guess, Kyle was willing to go the furthest in her talk about Mauricio and her relationship. It's the right. first time where she she alluded to this might not work out. Yeah. And like 
Dorit is like, are you, um, you know, worried about your, um, you know, are you worried about like that you might not last basically? And she looks like she's going to cry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She's welling up with tears. Yeah. Um, um, also I didn't love when, um, they were all talking about, uh, this segment where they're all eating separately. It kind of flips back and forth, but, um, they're, saying how it's annoying that Kyle doesn't drink and that she was like exercising or whatever. And Sutton was like, ding, ding, ding. It's giving midlife crisis. And she goes, who works out anymore? And I'm like, everyone. Yeah. More than, <laughs> more than in the past, probably. I'm like, and no offense. I am not body shaming Sutton, but like, I worry that she has 0% body strength. Like she looks like you could push her over with one finger. You wouldn't though, would you? <laughs> Maybe just to see if she would fall over. She just looks like she's like weighs zero pounds and has like no muscle mass whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, that just was like a catty confessional, like gone wrong to me. But I mean, but isn't it sort of true that people are sort of blaming this Kyle, you know, uh, new lease on life as sort of a midlife crisis? Sure. And like maybe to an extent it is, but... I don't know. I was just like annoyed where I was like, I mean, I was talking shit about Kyle exercising in Vegas last week. Cause right. I, I was like, yeah, that's annoying. But, um, I don't know. Maybe Sutton shouldn't say it. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I, you know, I'm on the opposite end where like, I didn't like that. They're, they're doing the thing where it's like, we want fun Kyle back. They didn't right. go all the way with it. They yeah. didn't do a 10 out of 10, but Dorit was even saying like, I miss the Kyle that <laughs> we'd go on trips and you know, like right. we would, it's like Kyle's being just as fun. I I'm know. not noticing. A, and then Kyle even says like, I'm not even doing the thing where I order soda water and pretend there's vodka in it. Right. So, so she used like, to fake it. So she's been, she's pretended that she's like been drunk before in scenes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what Lisa Reno was doing a lot of the time. Yeah. Lisa Reno was never drunk on camera. Like take a shot and throw it over your shoulder. She'd go, she, the times where she'd pretend she's drunk, she'd be, I'm drunk for the first time. Or she'd be like, I'm drunk. And it's like, you're not drunk <laughs> yeah. at all. Well, all the real drinkers like made fools of themselves. Like Erica told like a 12 year old <laughs> to get fucked. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Kyle was like, you're miscarried is fake oh like, no no yeah we've seen them drunk kyle shoving sutton saying don't talk about your miscarriage erica doing that sutton was just drunk as fuck at magic mike like that's drunk I'm like that's the real real yeah um also erica sort of opens up to crystal a little bit about like erica is like in her like i don't know like well adjusted era yes Erica was very powerful this episode. I'm, yeah. I just want to say it before I forget. Erica's moments of power at the elevator, that was powerful. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and um, multiple times where she sort of opens up about her marriage and yes. how she misses certain things. Like she's honest about it. She's like, of course I miss like not being fully taken care of. It's stressful. She's yeah. like, I'm worried about paying the bills. Although it is funny that she goes like, I went from having everything to having nothing. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure your house costs 10 grand a month. Like that's not nothing, yeah. but I understand in comparison, but still like to most people, she makes so much more than like anyone yeah. in America. <laughs> Dorit's yeah, totally. Dorit's really making it like her thing this season to like be against Erica. Like in every mm -hmm. confessional, she's like talking shit about Erica, even mm -hmm. that like lioness. Oh, right. Uh, 
speech that, that Erica gave. I, I don't know what that's about. Like if right. Dorit wants this to be the season where she goes up against Still Erica. Still mad about the BravoCon 2022. I guess. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, I do, I do like this new Erica. She's less... Um, I don't know. I mean, she was she was going through the worst thing you could ever go through totally. on camera, and it's like she was so defensive, and everything she said was like scrutinized because people thought she was literally stealing money from <laughs> yeah. victims or whatever. And now she feels a lot lighter. But when you piss Erica off, she's still so powerful. And that that elevator scene was like, why shouldn't she have done that? Do you think that she was implying that it was truly um, God sent no. that she did not set it up? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess, I mean, we can, is there anything that happens before? I mean, the bull riding shit, I was like, we don't really need to talk about that. Right. Right. Um, well, I just want to say there was a, a brief mention of Oliver and Raquel. They tried to like bring that story in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, just because yeah. they were like, remember that? <laughs> I, I was like, not really. That um, happened? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they're going, they do another card game at dinner. They're talking about... Um, you know monogamy and they talk about money and i did think it was funny that like sutton is like pro billionaire <laughs> she oh she was she was like i oh. wouldn't mind it oh right because dorit says i've <laughs> met a few billionaires in my life and i wouldn't wish that billionaire lifestyle upon yeah. anyone and sutton says sutton wants more money yeah she's kind of like a fiend she yeah she wants so much money and also when they were doing that thing of like do you have enough money where it doesn't make you happy. I noticed that Kyle was noticeably uh, silent. I think Kyle and Mauricio are obviously rich as hell. They're so rich. So I think she didn't want to answer that, yes, we've probably made enough money and it obviously doesn't make us happier. <laughs> right. Like we're going through the worst time of our lives now. Yeah, there's a ceiling for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Crystal didn't talk once. No. <laughs> no, Crystal, no. Uh, no, Crystal, Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I... I I can't make the case for Crystal continuing on. She really, every opportunity she gets handed, she does She's nothing. literally not even worth being a friend of. No, like, no. That would be like maybe even worse. She's not even a strong enough friend with one of the cast members to make that worthwhile. They don't even confide in Crystal like if she was just Garcelle's um, confidant. Right, like there's Dorit and Kyle and then there's like Sutton and Garcelle. And then Erica is kind of like yeah. everyone. I mean, unless this pop star brother storyline like <laughs> goes somewhere where we can't expect <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't think Crystal can make it past three seasons. I, mean, I don't three know seasons. why she got this one. I mean, they could, they couldn't find not her to after. Uh, not a to be Jeff Lewis, but um, but I'm just relieved that Sutton wasn't flung off of that bull. I didn't think she could hang on. They gave her special treatment. <laughs> It went very slow, and then she made them stop after 10 seconds. Yeah, and Erica says, well, if um, Sutton's <laughs> bull riding skills are indicative of her dick riding skills, then I can imagine a world where she doesn't get a second date. I was like, damn, that's kind of perceptive, I guess, right? Yeah, well, you know, she's always like, I'm all about fucking, Yeah, you know? So. Yeah, that was a good Erica. <laughs> no, she, um, yeah, she is. That's part of Erica's persona. Um, but yeah, here's the elevator. Yeah, so this this part is where I love when... I mean, I don't think this was f faked because it's so wild and weird and the timing, they just seemed like they were just like on their way to the room or whatever. Yeah. Like it was just perfect timing. God sent. Yes. As timing. she said. Yeah. Where the doors open up and it's <laughs> what? It's Mikey. Is that his name? Yeah. And then and like one of the dancers. Yeah. And and she goes, she's doesn't skip a beat, which is why it seemed almost fake because she just, the doors open. She goes, here's your chance to apologize. She was like... You thought their show was shitty. 
I I choose to believe that this was organic. I think it was. They look so bedraggled. They look like they're not anticipating this. Sutton was so caught off guard. Yeah. You know, even if it was a setup on Sutton, I just feel like the energy was so awkward and uncomfortable that I feel like it was real. Yeah. I, I just choose to believe it. Yeah. And Erica was just, I mean... That would like, also be like hard to plan. Like yeah. you're like, all right, we're walking out right now. Take the elevator from upstairs. Yeah. yeah. And, and Sutton has to stay with you, but we're, you know, this is like, we're pulling this on Sutton, you know, or whatever. Like, no, I think this was just like happened. And I yeah. think Erica is smart as hell. <laughs> and, and she wanted a legitimate apology to her dancer. And yeah. Sutton is like, oh, oh, I didn't say it was shitty. She goes, it was just the spread open legs. that was like <laughs> too much for me. It's like, why are you sticking with that? story yeah. that that is the one thing that was like oh my god i can't witness that of all yeah. the things and they're like um you know you missed it gets very like artistic in the end she was like i know i missed the best part they don't let her off the hook yeah. they're like well please you know next time just kind of stay for the whole show if you yeah, could. like you'll have to come back yeah and then i mean like the doors close and Sutton is like fuming. Don't put words in my mouth. She goes, I can't believe you did that. Like, um, she, she, uh, yeah, she's obviously pissed at Erica, but nothing has been, in my opinion, more justified than Erica doing that. <laughs> Sutton, you need no to. No one's really that mad about it. Like everyone's no. like, hmm, well, yeah, I mean, you got, that's your comeuppance. I mean, yeah. that, and, and Erica had every right to shame Sutton in that instance. <laughs> like shame needs, or Sutton needs to eat her, you know, her words. Yeah. Yeah, and then she's like so upset. They are in the van, and uh, she's like, she's like, it wasn't a big deal. Kyle's like, you seemed unhinged. Yeah, Kyle uh, uses unhinged. Yeah, um, and then she's like, I just like don't want to talk about this, whatever. Like, uh, and Erica's like, do you feel cornered? Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean cornered by you guys? As if that's ever happened before, you know? Yeah, and then. For some reason, Garcelle is like, Dorit, you should have come after her. And Dorit's like, I wish I did. And I'm like, why? Yeah, what, what What does this have to do with Dorit? Like, who gives a fuck? I thought Dorit was pretty good handling it. She was like, I'm glad you admitted that you're embarrassed by it. Because Sutton breaks down. She goes, do you want to know how upset I am? I am so embarrassed. Like, like, and she is. But I just wish that Sutton didn't even try to, like, at all justify it. Like, just right. give up completely. So I was... A 10 out of 10 drunk, and yeah. I did the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, and I think Garcelle, I mean, she kind of says it later uh, with Erica, but she's like, I guess I like don't need to be uh, Sutton's, Sutton's like guard dog anymore. Yeah, you know? and maybe Garcelle wanted to like bring up this like grievance against Dorit, which is not not landing at all by like making it about Dorit or something, but Dorit was handling herself fine. Like, yeah. That was, she didn't need to do anything. Not No more people needed to go out to... No stop Sutton totally um and then so like they fly home or whatever and then they kind of I feel like this was a dig at Sutton they show Kyle on a run they show Erica at like her dojo doing kickboxing and then they show Sutton like pouring herself a cocktail really <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then that's when Kyle arrives right uh well they then Garcelle and Erica get lunch oh but I about that not that much happens yeah what was what was they kind of just talk about um Sutton yeah uh, and like Dorit and, um, you know, Erica. Yeah, I mean, that's with- why I can't give this episode the full, my full love because 80% of it to me just like didn't really hit. Yeah. Like all these solo scenes didn't really add up to anything. Yeah. It was a lot of like recap. The aftermath from Sutton's embarrassing, unhinged um, outrage is what 
should be scrutinized. And that's right. what it is. Those are the scenes that land the hardest. Yeah. So yeah, then Kyle goes to Sutton's. Uh, she asks, it's raining. So I'm like, I'm remembering when it was like hella raining in LA. Uh, yeah. And then um, she wants tea. Sutton has a lot of tea selections. She goes, don't give me a smooth move as a joke. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> that would be fucked up. That would be so fucked up. Um, but yeah, is that this is, I think, where Sutton does her kooky impression of Erica. So... Yeah, so Sutton, I get uh, this is like the nuance I wanted to unpack with you. So Sutton has came to a realization uh, in the days since Vegas where she says Kyle does not have her back and never has had her back and will never have her back. So right. it's almost like Sutton is like wants to definitively state that like the friendship with Kyle isn't what it was and will never be what Sutton wants it to be. I did agree with that. Before this season, uh -huh. I did feel like Kyle was unnecessarily harsh with Sutton and Sutton was pretty sweet to Kyle, you mm -hmm. know, generally. So I don't think Sutton should have made that decision to chastise Kyle based off this horrible thing you did, <laughs> because why would Kyle ever defend you? Right. How could she have? Yeah. Like in no way is this justifiable. And even Sutton doesn't think it's justifiable. Right. So why, I, I don't think that this should have been the final straw with the relationship with Kyle. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She should just, she should just own that it was as embarrassing as hell. Totally. So they sit down, right. And, um, Kyle starts to, what Kyle starts to talk about. I don't know. She's like, yeah, I think she's like, they're just, disagreeing on how things went down or whatever and then kyle's like you oh, have a habit of losing yeah. your shit in ridiculous circumstances well he, here here's what it was it, yeah she does that so first of all it's uh, kyle goes how did you feel about vegas and suddenly goes it wasn't my favorite departure right and then she does her erica impression thinking that kyle might rally around her and celebrate this impression yeah that erica was egregious right and when kyle doesn't give her that right sudden is like this person will never defend me so now i'm like this relationship with kyle is over i'm not going to try anymore mm -hmm. right but she she gives that height we already kind of talked about this she gives this like kind of weird yes drawn out impression of erica yeah did you think it was good at all <laughs> it was just kooky yeah and she wanted the full leeway to do it fully yeah. Even though like it wasn't hitting and Kyle was sort of more <laughs> bewildered by Sutton doing the impression than she was impressed by that impression. Right. Uh, on Watch What Happens, she also, Andy asked if, I don't remember where she did this, but Sutton was talking about how Erica's tickets were $7, her Vegas show tickets. Oh. And Andy was like, do you feel bad? Do you wish you didn't say that? And she was like, someone asked me and I said... I heard they're $7 and they said, no, they're a dollar. And so I was like, I should bring everybody. And Andy's like grimacing throughout. Like he's like, oh God, really? like yikes. What? Like, Cause she's doubling down. Yeah. Oh. And I'm like, I feel a little bit like Sutton wants to be like a shade assassin. But then when push comes to shove and if say Erica heard something oh. and said something about it, she'd be like terrified. Oh yeah. She's dust. <laughs> <laughs> if Erica ever wants to unleash her full fury, this that was Erica at her God given ten percent. Like totally, I just want to show you the truth and the error of your ways. She's like, Erica, don't fucking forget Erica, that I will put you in your place. Yeah. Oh my God. If Erica looked at her with the hundred percent wrath that she gave like Eileen <laughs> Davidson that one time, Sutton would be gone. Yeah, we would never see Sutton. So again. that's the thing about Sutton is like, I feel like when push comes to shove, she like 
can't really hang in the big leagues. I think you're right. And I, I do think that if the scrutiny in full, like a level, like you are the face of the <laughs> franchise, if Sutton was given that gauntlet, she would flop hard. She is definitely, she would in be the... crying. Yes. She cries every time it gets too much. She's solidly B tier, but I enjoy every aspect of Sutton, even when she's freaking out because we need these freak outs. We need the, <laughs> someone to do something weird in Vegas. Right. Why not? Right. But, but yeah, you're right that I don't know if Sutton can be in that upper echelon because I, I don't think she could withstand the fury that yeah. might come with it. That's why, I don't know. I, I'm not going to go out on a limb and defend uh, Erica's potential crimes or uh feigned ignorance to crimes i i tend to think that she just turned a blind eye and was like i literally don't know what the fuck he's up to over there probably some illegal shit but i don't know like whatever um but you gotta say like erica holds her own always yeah. even though she was being an absolute demon yeah. last season yeah. and representing herself poorly she's like i feel safe in her uh leadership <laughs> yeah me too and i don't mind if someone's a demon right like like i could watch a demon i think she's very i think the devil and god are raging inside of her and now she's doing the god version mm -hmm. and the god version is fun to watch yeah like she took that opportunity to be like this was a message from god for me to you know totally seek well, retribution like, remember like when she first started she was yolanda's friend yeah and they were both a very like clean duo like, she didn't really start shit at the beginning. She was, like, the nice, like, rich person who had this crazy alter yeah. ego. But she was, like, kind of just, like, a, you know, like, a professional, like, even-keeled yes. person at the beginning. Cold, you know? though. Cold was sure. a part of her persona. But, like, she was just kind of, like, happy to be here. Yes. You know, like, whatever. Uh, it's so, to me, remarkable oh. how... Lisa Vanderpump, like talk about like someone who could not withstand Erica's scrutiny. Mm -hmm. A screw went loose on Lisa when she yeah. encountered Erica. She could not, the power of Erica was like too much for Lisa. Yeah. It like boggled her mind that no yeah. one, that she couldn't control Erica. Yeah. That Erica had her own mind. Totally. You know? yeah. So anyway. That was um, exciting. Yeah. So, so Kyle doesn't give Sutton what she wants in this scene. Sutton wanted a operatic version of Erica. <laughs> it doesn't land well. Kyle yeah. goes, are you okay? <laughs> She's like, yeah. So this is where she goes like, you have a habit of losing your shit in ridiculous uh, circumstances. Name them. Name them. Name them. Uh, so let me think of a couple. Let, I, Name them. So uh, yeah, I can think of a couple. Just give me a second. <laughs> Stop <Name> interrupting me. <laughs> it's, like, it's like no one could think of things on the top of your head with someone saying name them at you. And then uh, Kyle's like in shock with like yes. her jaw dropped and she goes, Name them. Yeah. Okay. Now. And she's pointing. She keeps like putting her finger out. Name them. Now Sutton's fully in the wrong, and, <laughs> and nothing she did is justified, and I'm embarrassed for her. But name them is iconic. <laughs> it is. It's saying name them 15 times in a row, uh, nonstop, so people can't even get a word in edgewise is iconic. I haven't had enough time yet to see if it's been memed, but it, I'm sure it has. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I've seen I've seen a little bit of name them already, but it's kind of funny because. Kyle, even on the spot, can name a few. And yeah. in Kyle's defense, they just got through a really egregious, unhinged <laughs> moment. So can't she just be talking about the one time that just yeah. happened? Well, I had forgotten about the um, 
the like face roller her like emotional support face roller yeah but like i just remember like i was supportive of all instances of sutton versus crystal so i didn't consider those egregious displays of unhinged behavior but i just didn't think sutton doesn't need more you know examples just like kyle have the one you know <laughs> yeah. uh and then yeah kyle's like uh you didn't seem okay in Vegas and you don't seem okay now, frankly. And I mean, it's true. So I want to ask you, is Sutton drunk? Very well, drunk? <laughs> or is it some something else? Maybe both. I mean, I will say, I mean, I'm like, it's interesting that Teddy made that remark about her carrying around vodka. Yeah. And then uh, Sutton made her comment about carrying around grapefruit and then in the scene where she's like making a drink for herself she is making a vodka grapefruit so it is i think it's more about that that's just her preference and she needs it to be available for when she's drinking but i don't know i'm like uh the the ones that specifically only drink vodka i'm always like interesting yeah right (laughs) vodka is like the one yeah, it's like on its own, just the vodka drinker. <laughs> um, I, I have to say, like, if I'm not thinking that there's something else going on, I do think she was just drunker than you'd think when Kyle showed up. Right. Her, her like... Well, didn't she... you think that if you embarrassed yourself that royally the weekend before because you were drunk, that you wouldn't want to then talk about that weekend drunk again? No, you get drunk to forget <laughs> the times when you were too drunk. Um, also, uh, Sutton's reactions when Kyle calls her rude, her reactions are really delayed. I don't know if you saw that. Like when she goes, you're uh, you're being rude. And Sutton has like two seconds and then she goes, like she's, I, I, you know, visually, she like reacts way too delayed. And then she's like, I don't like that word. Yeah. Um, or she's like, what do you mean by that? And she's like, you want me to get a dictionary? Kyle's like, um, pissed yeah i mean this season kyle's killing it yeah i'm proud of kyle i like i do not care that she's not drinking i think she's just as fun you know i've been entertained me too this is the first time i'm like i'm i'm just fully on kyle's side in almost every instance and normally i would have been like um given a lot more leeway to sutton i'm like sutton you're completely in the wrong (laughs) yeah the hell are you doing totally so yeah this was a good episode i mean the fact that (laughs) even we could talk for like 30 minutes about it it was good yeah just not you know not fully um, it wasn't fully fun the whole way through. Was there a preview for next week or no? I don't think there was. I don't. I was hearing that they're like getting ready for like dinner party from hell part three or something oh, coming like, up. But, but Denise. Yeah, yeah, that's supposed to be that. So, okay. But I but um, dinner party from hell part two. I remember being a huge disappointment. That was when like Erica got really mad at everybody. Oh right, that was yeah. kind of just like upsetting. Yeah. Um, and we will say next Thursday. We usually, you know, our episodes come out on Friday. We record on Thursdays and Beverly Hills is on on Wednesday. Next Thursday is Thanksgiving. So we're going to have to record on Wednesday. So we're going to have to skip Beverly Hills next week and cover it the week after. Um, But don't worry. We will get our coverage in and we might touch base on Potomac next week to fill that hole and just do a little recap slash touch base on the first three episodes of this season yeah i'm ready to incorporate potomac in any way we can to be a a part of it i know i feel well versed in potomac enough and i'm caught up and ready to talk about it so we'll do that next week yeah and then beverly hill i mean nobody's going to be like (laughs) needing our beverly hills you know topical coverage it's thanksgiving yeah 
people, let us eat. Yeah, let us eat. And uh, <laughs> our episode will come out post Thanksgiving, next week's episode. Yeah. We don't have to talk about it. But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. So should we get in the Winter House Minute? Sure. Sure. I'm like, what even happened this week? <laughs> <laughs> Winter House is, it's just like, it could basically be just like a two hour movie that you watch. Like it's all the same shit that's going on. Yeah. There's, I mean, which I like it. We're just getting a glimpse into this party house. Totally. Right? So Alex and Danielle are post coitus. Yes. Right. They made love. Yep. And then a through line throughout this episode is that Alex has made love with Danielle. And now it seems like he wants to try another a switcheroni yeah he's like he's his danielle era for him is over and he wants to pursue anyone else that he could possibly get right, <laughs> right. i know Jordan. it's kind of sad yeah i, I didn't um like it. i don't know if i've ever seen the gang this hungover they looked rough yeah they really did everyone was like swollen and like struggling yeah like um schwartz is like uh what are we doing today we're doing horses and drinking or going on atv he goes oh that sounds perfect and he's like guzzling water to like get back to himself <laughs> kyle also looked hung over his head he looked terrible and everyone was like we need a night of rest yeah like they were excited for bollywood night just i know i felt bad for his event being when everyone felt like such shit because they're all like half of their yeah imagine being like hung over and then having to do a whole day of activities and then eating like an Indian feast, I would just fall asleep immediately. <laughs> um, at one point, Kyle's wearing uh, the Schwartz and Sandy's hat. I got excited. Oh, he was. I was like the crossover event. Oh, yeah. That's um, fun. And Kyle's like, can Amanda get here already? He's like, I need Mother Hen to reel me in. <laughs> yeah, he wants to be reeled in. And Amanda does arrive. Yes. But she arrives and she is, she has no energy because she just got done being sick as hell. Norovirus. So she can't even really participate in the winter house. She has to go to bed. She misses Bollywood night. Yeah. So she basically introduces herself, says, it's great <laughs> to meet you. She takes a house tour and then she's just in bed for the rest of the episode. Yeah. But I, you know, I don't blame her. She's sick as hell. She I seems mean, sick. Totally. I mean, also, I'm pretty sure norovirus is extremely contagious. I I don't think I've ever had that. <laughs> I haven't either, but it was going around this year. Oh, and wow. uh, maybe she waited out the quarantine time enough. Yeah. But And then one notable thing is that Casey, um, a, another through line throughout this episode, is that uh, Casey called Corey's girlfriend, Sam, trash, which we've yes. already talked about it. And I thought that was one instance where she said she's trash. But then they show this montage. And Casey's been saying she's trash. She Left said it like and right. Ten times. She said it on the slopes. She <laughs> said it any to anyone who would listen the last night of partying. So it's gotten to the point where now Corey has heard it. Because it's, how could he not? Right. Uh Kyle uh tells him. Yeah. He's like, I've been hearing and I'm like, Kyle's our sweet producer yes. in the house. Kyle is the producer surrogate on the show. He wants to know who's hooked up. He wants to know who is um, going to hook up, and he wants to know what conflict is about to happen. Exactly. In the house. Um, and yeah, just quickly, Corey shares that his he got a motorcycle when he he was eighteen and immediately crashed it. Just Horrible. had to share that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I also felt like this Bollywood night was another tie-in to make us want to watch um, Family Karma because he calls uh, his, his mom like a million times, and I was like, I kind of want to watch that show. Me too. It was sweet. And he goes, is it cool to call your mom 12 times while you're cooking dinner? And everybody goes, yeah, it's so cute. Yeah. And it is. It's sweet. I liked Schwartz in his Bollywood outfit, but still wearing slides. Right. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Corey decides at dinner to 
very inorganically bring up the Sam shit talk. I'm going to hold on to this thing for maximum impact. Yeah. And the minute Brian gives his beautiful speech about what this means to him, thank you for sharing your culture with me. I'm going to share my culture with you. And then Corey goes, well, now that we've done a a positive end of things, I'm going to say something that's not positive, right? (laughs) Yeah. And he basically is like, I've heard you've been talking shit. Uh, That's not really the vibe we're trying to have here in this family unit. And he's like, please stop. And then Danielle kind of pipes in and she was like, Sam is not trash. Like, she's great. I love her, whatever. And I was like, yikes. But immediately Casey's like, I felt really bad about that. Like, sorry. Yeah. So, and then uh, they all, they sort of, Danielle and Kyle chimes in because they know Sam. Kyle goes, so why do you think you said that? Like, like, they wanted to like unpack more. Yeah. And I... I like Casey more than you, I think. I thought Casey's apology was actually pretty beautiful. It's what Sutton should have done about the Magic Mike thing, where she (laughs) just goes, here's what happened. I'm uncomfortable in the house, so I resorted to a catty persona, sort of like a high school mean girl that I never grew out of. I will never do that again, and I'm so sorry. And it almost like... Corey is like stunned, and he goes, well, that's all I needed to hear. Yeah. And it's over. I love that. Yeah. Like, a normal show potentially could have (laughs) dragged that out for the rest of this season. Yeah. And I love, it was just nipped in the bud. That's natural. Totally. Sometimes somebody gives an apology that just fucking works. Yeah. Well, it's also like, she doesn't even know that person. Yeah. So it's like, there's nothing there. I like that she blamed it on her like weird psychology in the yeah. moment. Drunken. She said she had mean girl in her blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, um, that was, that was great. That was a great moment. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it ke- appears that Alex still has eyes for Jordan. He told her he's still interested and. In- She's already said, like, absolutely not. Now, like, I don't know what the hell's going on with Jordan because she's had quite a ride these last three episodes. She went from saying, I don't want to have sex with anybody in the house because I don't shit where I eat, to being <laughs> obsessed with Corey to the point of crying over him. Right. To now saying, I want to get someone else other than Alex, but I can't wait to explore a relationship with someone. I'm like, what is going on? I know. Like, what? I don't know. Like, who, who do you actually like? Right. And I like Kyle was narrating throughout. He was like, Yet again, proof that casual sex in this environment is impossible. Oh, right. And that, and that sort of, and then Danielle is sort of also, yeah, like skeptically looking at all these interactions. Like Casey starts to talk with uh, Alex and Casey goes, hey, I noticed that Danielle like checks out anytime like I'm ever talking to you, you know? Yeah. And so Danielle is more infatuated with Alex than I think he is with her. Sure. Right? That's safe to it's say. It's kind of sad. Yes. Um. Okay. And so then the next morning, uh, they show Schwartz, who's like literally like staring into space. Like yeah. he's just like mouth breathing for like 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, and then there's a new Yachty coming, which I forgot about her. She was on the panel at BravoCon and I had no idea who she was then. Which panel? Uh, the Winter House Charm or whatever the fuck oh, it was okay. called. Yeah. I, I haven't seen Below Deck for her era. So yeah. that was just a complete surprise. Riley. Is it Riley? R-H-Y-L-E-E. Yeah. But do you pronounce it just as my name? How were they saying it? I think they said Riley. Yeah. Because I kept, every time I heard her name, I kept perking up like they were talking about me. <laughs> you wish. They were not. And <laughs> she immediately comes in and they go, she's a wild card. And they go, yeah. let's all go to a bar together. Right? Yep. Uh, And then... Oh my gosh, Schwartz in classic Schwartzy is like opening up. He's wearing a hat that he said, uh, he was like, my dad almost died last year. So I'm wearing his old hat from his bar that he had in the 80s. And I was like, he really will just like 
tell anybody about what's going on in his life at any given time. He also goes, yeah, you know, I haven't been on a horse since I almost got, or that I got rushed over, you know, what's that called? Stampeded by one, right? (laughs) It's like, wow, what is this Schwartz biography? I know, he should write a book. Um, But yeah, Danielle's like, Schwartz, you need to hit on Katie. Like you need to take initiative. Katie has officially told the house that her attraction to Schwartz is now untenable. And she wants something to happen. Like, yeah. But he, she wants him to make the first move. Right. So everyone's now telling Schwartz. He's he, like, can I change the subject? I don't want to. And he, he does say, I don't know why, but I just feel like I'm being disrespectful to Katie. I mean, Katie's <laughs> power over Schwartz, even I in know. this instance, after like, they've burnt, he's burned every bridge with her, but he just yeah. thinks that he knows Katie will be so pissed. <laughs> he said he's overcorrecting for the Raquel makeout, yep. which they rolled that clip. Yep. Uh, which it's just funny that <laughs> the Raquel makeout was such a bad idea oh. and like so offensive, but then like this wouldn't be at all. No, this is, he's so <laughs> in his right to do this. I mean, he can't. And then I think um, he's kind of drunkenly playing pool. I mean, Schwartz is drunk as hell at this bar. Yeah. I don't think I've seen him this drunk in a while. <laughs> he's drunk as hell. And then I think Katie, once they like say, let's get out of here. Katie says, I think I'm going to make the move, right? Yeah. They get in the back. Same car. But then talk about missing footage it's like iphone i think it's tbd maybe yeah we'll see we don't know maybe they wanted to make it more provocative and mysterious by having this shitty low quality video but yeah i mean it's a full bone makeout yeah have we ever <laughs> in our 10 years of watching schwartz uh in the vanderpump rules era ever seen him full-blown passionately make out with someone i don't think so because right? all of his sexual escapades that were cheating where he probably was making out with people were Off never camera. captured on film and he never made out with katie right we i were, mean i was wondering when they and the raquel kissed. thing was like gross that was like the rod and olivia kiss that i so <laughs> wrongly said was passionate it was yeah. just this so we're gonna see him in the throes I'm of, excited I, know. I mean <laughs> I'm titillated I'm titillated just because I do want to see I want to see I, I, I'm like Katie Maloney that that era is over she's already had the satchel minute she made love to satchel the best sex of her life she said had to change the sheets she had to change the sheets they were soaking wet so let's Schwartz why can't we also embrace Schwartz post like yeah I want to see him in a scenario where he's having a single life we never have seen this side yeah of him. totally I'm so. stoked. I hope. I have a feeling he's going to immediately like make it yeah. embarrassing. I feel like he's going to ignore her for the rest of the trip. Yeah. Or he's going to be like, oh, like we shouldn't have done that. Like, yeah. I think it's going to kind of maybe <laughs> dampen his, or hamper his vibe for the rest of it. Yeah. But I hope that he, I hope he can get this self-consciousness, you know, out of it and just embrace it. Yeah. Did you see also when he's text, he has to text like his manager to be like, what are the flight <laughs> dates for the reunion? Yeah. Like, that's probably all he's thinking about. Totally. Terrified. Terrified. Getting his Xanax prescription ready. Totally. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think that was the amount of scrutiny that Winterhouse <laughs> needs, right? Totally. I can't wait to see that make out. Um, oh, yeah. And I have to say, I, I like love every cast member on the show. Even Corey, I'm fine with what he's bringing. That was funny for him to bring up the trash thing in the <laughs> middle of the Bollywood dinner. Like, yeah. that was fine. Yeah. And I have to see him through Amanda's eyes. Those loving right. eyes. Yeah. Um, no, like I said before, I thought that this was going to be, um, an, an annoying grouping just to promote their shows. And it turned out to just be a good group. Like the casting was good. The under 42s on below deck are great as well. I really like Alex. I mean, even though he's behaving badly. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm still not over him. Just like being in the nude in Jordan's bathroom without her consent. Oh, I forgot about that. I don't like Alex. (laughs) 
Um, and then, yeah, Brian, obviously. Brian Benny is a shining star. Yeah. I want to watch everything he's ever done. Um, yeah, so it's fun. It's cool. I mean, yeah. it just makes me want to party, you know, when I watch it. I'm like, <laughs> totally. I want to play Flip Cup and, like, light a fire and chug totally. alcohol. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll watch Family Karma over Christmas or something. Wow, what a wonderful Christmas gift. That'd be sweet. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, well, what the hell? Two hours, 30 minutes? Gotta love it. Uh, okay, self-assessment. How did we do to today, this week? Slay. Yeah. It was a slay? You think so? <laughs> Slay-a-roni. Oh, my God. Hashtag slay-a-roni. All right, good. All right, well, um, yeah, I feel like, I mean, come on. We hit the goddamn points, right? <laughs> we said it all. We said it all. Um, yeah, like we said, if you want that bonus BravoCon talk and footage it's on the patreon as well as our vanderpump recap um we will be back next week sans beverly hills for thanksgiving's sake and then yeah we we won't we won't have an episode though before thanksgiving right no so happy thanksgiving to everyone if you do celebrate yes eat some amazing food and when you're saying what you're thankful for for make sure to say turtle time Definitely. We Please. will say we're thankful for the turtle cuties. Yeah. I'm going to list almost everyone whose names I know at my <laughs> Thanksgiving table. I'm going to print out our uh, subscribers list and read them all. Me too. Um, yeah. And, and I will say, I mean, not to toot our own horns, but we have to. I mean, who else is going to? Um, where we're at in Vanderpump Rules, season three, the middle of it, is I, I think we're at a very good spot in the Vanderpump Rules universe. And it's only going to get better. Uh, yeah. I that's the thing with Vanderpump Rules. It only keeps getting better. It stays good almost consistently until those little stinkers show up. Yeah, I can't Brent wait. And... We're almost at Sheena's wedding. <sighs> I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Well, we love you so much. We are thankful for every little turtle cutie. That's specifically what we're going to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. And um, I don't know. We, I mean, I just, I love our little turtle cuties, right? <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, sleep good tonight. Go to bed. And then we'll see you next week. Bye. This one's for you tonight. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.